Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I am one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. <laughs> Why are we that laughing? Works. Because that that, Steve's, uh, that was not his first attempt at getting that line out. But hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 187. My name is Dan. Episode 187, Steve. Let's kill I'm it. hollering 187 with my gat in your mouth, fool. <laughs> That's one of the, the best lines ever because it's not gat in your mouth. So if you do, <laughs> And I, I, you know what? We're just going to start the show off like this. Why the hell not? Sorry, it's not like you've never heard me cuss before. The line is, Snoop Dogg, 187 with my dick in your mouth. He's hollering yes. 187 uh-huh. with his dick in your mouth. So visualize that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's, it's why, a are crazy. You, why are you yelling 187 right now? You should be enjoying yourself. Enjoy yourself. All right, that's enough. That's enough. What about? Wait, what I gotta, about I gotta draw the line Sunday. I had no more fillet show jokes. What about Biggie's line? You're so fine, I'd suck your daddy's joint. And he just got away with it. That's fine. Right there. That's that like, is, you know what that is? That's showing gratitude. Thank you for creating this. That is so fine that I don't think I've ever seen that. I personally have not seen that fine before. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> off to a great start, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. You wouldn't show Gail's dad your appreciation when you first met? Hey, man, I just want to show you my gratitude. Real quick, <laughs> I love your daughter so much. Can we just take a walk real quick? <laughs> Came back like, Gail, you need to marry this man. I'm like, oh, you really should. You got a fresca or something I can gargle with? Random fresca, huh? <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't know why I pulled out fresca other than the fact, I guess I do know why. Her mom used to drink that shit, like almost addicted to it. Fresca. Really? Like, I'd be like, hey, you want to come over for dinner? You going to have fresca? Yes, I will have fresca. She loved herself some Fresca, dude. I've never tasted Fresca. And now she's down with, she's like, fuck Fresca. And she's down with LaCroix. Oh. Like, don't even fuck with her if you don't have LaCroix is what I'm saying. That stuff is so nasty, It's dude. disgusting. It's, it's terrible. I mean, And she likes crap. the grapefruit one. I don't like anything grapefruit, first of all. Oh, you don't like grapefruit drink? Mm-mm. Nope. No, sir. Not, uh, not even in your alcohol? Mm-mm. I had an IPA once that had it. It's something about the back end flavor that is not happening. Oh. Uh, you know can you eat? Can you eat it uh no no i think it's terrible like seriously huh. like it tastes good for about a second you're like mm, oh and then it hits you with this weird oh. like i don't know what that back end taste is like it's like aspartame or some very shit. citrusy very nasty no citrus is fine it's like this weird i don't maybe it is citrus like this acidic taste i guess is which is the same thing as citrus yeah it's nasty bro i'm staying away and- from grapefruit I also, so your grapefruit is my cantaloupe. I hate cantaloupe. You hate oh, grapefruit. I love me some cantaloupe, though. Oh, I hate cantaloupe, dude. I used to hate it when I was a kid, but then I, I, I manned up and I started eating Me- that shit. Remember that song, Cantaloupe? Yes, by, <laughs> fuck, who did cantaloupe? I forgot the name, dude. Now I got it. See, you're throwing me off. <laughs> Got to show we could just say who knows and let it go. No, can't do that. Cantaloupe is by British Draft. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, us three. Yeah, bitty, bitty bop. Bitty bitty, oh, that was a dope song. Oh, bitty bitty, bop. That's right. Yeah. Which song did you like better, that or Cool Like or uh, Rebirth of Slick? Oh, Rebirth of Slick. No question, right? Are we all? Come on. Of course, dude. What are we talking about here, Steve? Dude, that intro. You, I could, you could shut down a club right now with that intro. I don't think right there's, now. There's no one out there 
that doesn't know. I could do the whole thing. Dude. That's a good shit. <laughs> Dude. Sweet like the breeze flow straight out of a... Gee, he was trying to kill it we back in the day. We beat to rap like he beat to lock because I'm cool Come on, like dude. Come on, dude. Blowout comes a way better album. Even there... Dude, album. I never heard Blowout come until like seven years ago. I never heard it until like seven years ago. And someone was like, you never heard Blowout come? Blowout come. It was a better sick. album. I did not know. It's sick. To this day, it's sick. <laughs> and also, like, I got to see them on that tour at the film oh, in San Francisco. Prick. And it was, they were just all, you said prick. I like that. I'm going to sample that. Um, <laughs> it was live, dude. They had like a live band and everything. And they were, were they killing? Around. They killed it. it was Are you kidding awesome. me, dude? Yeah. Homegirl can still rap? Oh, yeah. But this was like 90 five maybe they're on they're gonna ago. go i know they were on tour last year yeah i don't know how well that went um i know when i saw videos i'll tell you what if you're into diggable planets you are into diggable planets that whole crowd is like every song that came on they're like ah they probably still kill it i would say they did oh there's no i mean there's only one like weak link in that group <laughs> that dude cannot rap dog which one butterfly no, he can't rap, G. The main guy? Him, uh, what, what, the, no, the other guy. The other guy. Butterfly, uh, Doodlebug. Doodlebug, Butterfly, and... Uh... Shmooly. <laughs> I don't know the, the name. I can't remember. Dude, that dude cannot rap, man. I think it is Shmooly. The main two guys, the main guy and the sister girl, she they can rap. Homeboy can't rap, though. Nickelbag, Nickelbag. Nickelbag. Butterfly hit you with a oh uh doodlebug hit you with a nickel bag nickel bag. Oh damn. <laughs> what you doing there, buddy? It didn't help. I was because I thought it was gonna give me the third person's name. Because they name everybody. Nickel bag. Doodlebug. Doodle butterfly and butterfly. Inchworm. <laughs> Dude, what is his name? Oh my nickel god. Bag, this is what bag. happens when you get old, everybody. Just know this that you're gonna start your your recall is just shit. Damn it. One more try, uh. Steve. Come on. Nickelback. Now we have to Google that shit. Yes, I know. You Google that. And just in case y'all are not familiar with, you know, Numbers. little little blowout comb, listen to this. It is Doodlebug. Get ready for one of the sickest beats. go let me get my bongo out real quick oh oh jesus ah why not steve why the hell not jesus dude your mind a question for you though how many times do you go what the fuck are they talking about dude is, is it just like me I, no i feel like i know though inherently like it's something that talks to your soul bro yeah but mostly like when i listen to diggle planets i just hear like we about to flop on the slip them too 
And I, I'm gonna see me on this lip lip loop. And I won't see me on this lily blue, but then I city suit and then I do the do. And then another guy comes in and he's just like, I suck. Dude, they just sold out a stadium with really? other people. How big is this stadium? No, it's but it's um What's the bill? It's LL Kuja, mm-hmm. Ice Cube, Rick Ross, Diggable Planets, and others. I'm in. I'd go. That that's a that's oh it's Rock the Bells. Never mind. You gonna go to Mount Westmore, dude? What's Mount Westmore? It's a uh, E forty Cube Snoop and no. Too Short no, coming to Fresno. Not, guess who doesn't need to be in that crowd? You bitoy. You're not into that. No, I've I've grown out of it. You just can't do like a hip hop crowd or what? I can't do crowds where there's a possibly a person who is acting way too old, too young to be you know, where they are at that moment and trying to be tough. There's going to be a lot of testosterone in that building. That's very, very true. And I'm good, man. There's going to be a lot of like, uh, yeah, you know what? I got a bad vibe about it too. That's why I'm not going. (laughs) I would really actually like to see Snoop, but and Cube for that matter. But Uh -uh, I I mean, if I'm being real, that's kind of the reason I'm not going either. It seems like that's a good, how to get shot 101. For sure. And then the whole bumping into someone bumps into your girl. And yeah. And that's not to say that I won't go to hip hop shows. I'm just saying, I, I agree with you. Um, in this setting, in Fresno, California, not a good thing to do. And like, I'd even in Fresno, I'd go to like, uh, I would definitely go to like a Q-tip show, Diggable Planets. Yeah, I'd even chill. go to a Busta Rhymes. For sure, I'd go to Busta Rhymes because they, they just draw certain people. Certain people, whoever goes to Busta Rhymes is not trying to fight. <laughs> They're trying to have a good show. Yeah. I go to like those sort. But if you're at with Cube God, and Snoop. You're so right, though. It's true. I mean, like, I'm it's good, not to man. say that they're not fantastic performers and everything like that, but. It's cool. the crowd that they draw. You're right. Not yeah, everyone, not. of course, but they're going to no. draw those assholes that want to start some shit up. You're right. Testosterone is going to be. Oh, flying. yes. Testosterone. Just like if you uh, like if there was a UFC, not Muay Thai, is there a UFC fight? I'm not doing it. It's like going to a five finger death punch show. Someone's going to get groped. I've never even heard of them. They're terrible, Steve. A hey, five someone's finger- at your door. G. I just heard your doorbell ring. Jamba. Oh, you got Jamba delivers. Is that coming to you right now? Bon said the boy, yeah. Yeah, Jamba Jamba. <laughs> hey, Lionel. <laughs> you know he made that up. Jambo Lito Sekimo Nap. Hey, Jambo Jambo. That was Excuse great, me, dude. What you saying? <laughs> That's, you know what? I don't like that song, dude. Oh, you're a hater. That's a good song, dude. What's with the accent? What are you talking about? Well, my friends, the time has come. Oh yeah, raise the roots and have You're some right. fun. I didn't think. I didn't think about that. Go away. <laughs> He's by the beach. I did. I did not even think about yeah, that. Yeah, that always bugged me. Let the music. He says, "Let the music play on, play on, play on." You're so right, Jay. I can keep going, Steve, but I won't because people didn't. They didn't want to hear. <laughs> but that. it's the best all night song. Oh no, there's all night. That's actually a better song. That's true. <laughs> that song is jamming, Doc. <laughs> I mean, I got rock in me, and it's about the only song I'll really rep for Kiss is rock and roll all night. That is such a hot, dude, that is a banger, G. That's a great fucking song. That is a great freaking song, Kiss G. only has like a handful of songs that I like. The rest of it's just all gimmick to me. There's people that are just so into them, but I, I, I've seen them, and I just think they're so cheesy. They're but, another group that black folks like. You think it's because of and the I, makeup and stuff? I don't know, dude. Hey, you like, know who black, black folks like? know their songs, huh? Black people like System of a Down. You know what? That's another them 
Yes, you're right, dude. They do. They fucking love. How do you own disorder? Disorder. They love that shit. I've never heard the, a song by System of the Down. I bet you you have. But then again, they, you're Steve Hudson, and, and you know you did try to trick me with Hufflepuff the other day. So I don't know. I, I kind of believe you at this point. I've stopped they, doubting you when you say these things. <laughs> they also uh, like. Um, leaking in the bending. They love that. They love Homeboy, man. Hey, your boys put out a new album. I know. I heard it was not bad. But Maj is he's he's biased when it comes to Red Hot Chili Peppers. He Anything they do. Oh, dude. Dude. Anything they do. I listened to a little bit of it just out of curiosity. Because like we always said, and I'm not going to go down my whole Red Hot Chili Peppers thing, but since they did put out an album, it's called, uh, is it Infinite Love? Everlasting? Some shit like that. <laughs> this isn't a review. I think it's called Infinite Love. But um, their music is pretty goddamn good for like guys in their 60s. Dude. It's pretty good on this album. But Keatus, dude, I just I just can't. He's he's a lot, man. And I also, how are they charging more for their tickets than Paul McCartney? They're charging like $200 a ticket. Oh, dude, I just can't do that anymore. I won't do it. Like Paul McCartney was what, 100 We saw Hamilton last night. I wasn't even going to spend $100 on that. Dude. That's not true. I would have spent it for my lovely bride. Would you? Yeah, I would. She really, really wanted to go. And I wanted to see her. Don't get me wrong. I love it. By the way, we're not going to talk about Hamilton because we just did for like an hour on Patreon. But I'm going to watch it again. I mean, like if I'm in a city and it's showing, I'm just going to oh, go. I will go again and I'll watch yeah. it again. Like I watched it. <laughs> I like Hamilton so much that I watched Hamilton after I came back from Hamilton last night. So did I. That's the truth. All the way to the um to the intermission. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I, I watched past where they were like. What's that song? Because I, 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 I just watched. What's the song? Uh, Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? It must I, I watched be a, nice. Yeah, it must I watched be to nice. that part. Yep. God damn it. That's good. Okay, we got we, we got to stay on track. Because right, we just blew Hamilton for about an hour. On the we did. Show. Seriously. My jaw hurts. So I, But I would like to see the Chili Peppers because you have seen them before. Yes, sir. And you said it was a good show. Yeah, I think you'd be fine. Yeah, check them out. Do it. Go see the show. But you... I, I also want to, like, from the, okay, not to be weird, but, like, from the white groups I want to see, mm. I want to see, uh, people always tell me, I promise you, you will leave a Metallica concert perfectly happy. Here we go. I again. said, I don't know a lot, so I do <laughs> want to see them. You really, I mean, I think you should, just because someone that you that hasn't really seen a lot of rock concerts, that's a concert. I've never seen a rock concert. My bet would be to go, like, if you want to just pure visuals, my, my choices go with Maiden. But. If you want to be like, oh, I know this jam, then I would yes, I want to know the songs. Yeah, I would go with Metallica because I know ninety percent of the songs accidentally, mm-hmm. and yeah, I would want to see. I do want to see Kiss, but dude, that and it would be a very safe crowd. The crowd's like like <laughs> a bunch of old people. Yeah, so it'd be a cool it's crowd. Like but a I don't know crowd. I mean, it's the but, Kiss Army. These people do not fuck around. But I don't know any of their songs. I know Rock and Roll All Night and. Uh, um, you know Beth? Beth is a great song. I don't know Beth. Beth is a great song, dude. And then I know uh, God of Thunder. Those are the only two uh, songs I know. With God of Thunder. That's a good one. That's a great song, but those are the only two Kiss songs I know. You know what? You need to go with, uh, let's see. Destroyer, I believe, is the album that kind of has the, the songs I like on it. Isn't Detroit Rock City their, their thing, though? That's a big song for them. I think it's on Destroyer, but again, I'm not uh, a Kiss uh Super I didn't fan. like that yeah, movie. Yeah, it's actually That's the first song off of a Destroyer. God yes. of Thunder's on that one. Oh, Beth so that is, is that the one. one. Okay, that's the song of the CD I should go with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I love it. Loud's a dope song too. I think that is on Children of the Night or some shit like that. Like since we're gonna talk about some Kiss, I don't know why we're talking about Kiss, but right. well, with the concerts, I want to go. Like I want to. Uh, what I'm realizing is life is very short, dude, and you can't take it with you. So mm-hmm. I want to see people, even if I'm, I'm tangentially like, hey, maybe I'll see them. Just go. Go, because then worst case scenario, you went and it was something you kind of wanted to do. Just go do it then. You know, Kiss, if they're in town and they're they're not trying to charge Chili Peppers ticket, oh, they 200 are. and something. Oh, Kiss are hoes. They sell coffins. <laughs> they sell oh, a well, fucking Kiss coffin for like five G's. Have you seen, you seen Kiss? Yeah, I saw him once and uh, it was it was funny. It was entertaining. Gail almost got me beat <laughs> up. But it, other than oh, that, that's fun. Because she was just like, she went into it like, this is ridiculous. But I wanted to see Kiss. It was more of a spectacle. I wanted to see the whole Kiss thing. You know what I mean? But uh, she got a little drunk and everyone was like so into it. And she just decided to be a little obnoxious. Dead silent. Not silent, but like the song was done. And there's just that period where no, you know what I mean? It's a little silence. Yeah, you're chilling. Enough yeah. to be heard throughout the entire week. Absolutely. And she just mockingly goes, yeah, metal. And I look at her. I go, you need to shut the fuck up right now. You're going to get me beat up right now. Seriously, you got to be quiet. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Well, the good drunk. thing is it's not the beat up crowd. Uh, don't talk about Kiss, dude. You don't do it. Really? I, that's that's kind of how it is. Hey, speaking it's, of Kiss, real quick. What do you think yes. of this one? I have a feeling like you'd like this song. All right. Coming up on 95.7 that The Box. such a Kiss intro. Kiss, Knights and Satan service coming at you with I Love It Loud of Creatures of the Night from 1982. Listen to Gene Simmons right here, dude. the chorus steve right here here comes the chorus kiss killing it on that song gee what are the it's a boat heat man what are they saying somebody got condomized what is that? Loud. Is that? I, I love it loud. Loud. I want to hear it loud. Right between and the eyes. Loud. Oh! I want to hear it loud. Don't want no compromise. I like that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's you know what shit, I think dude. that influenced, though? Who's that? Errol Smith, Ragdoll, Azibidi and Moody. Right oh, when he started. Yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds just like it. That's true. Me inside the booty. Do it in the booty. <laughs> yeah. Hey, real quick. I'm not going to turn this into a Kiss podcast, yeah. but have you, you had to have heard this song before. I think it's a beautiful song, and it's sung by the one and only Peter Chris, who is no longer their drummer, Steve. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say no longer with us. I'm like, ooh, bummer. Hey, I think he's still around. You've heard this. Ooh. You should learn how to play this. I'm sure my parents fucked with this song. Just a few more hours and I'll be right. 
Yeah, kiss coming at you. Wow. Not terrible. It's I not guess. terrible, dude. That's a great song. Great it's song. It's not terrible. It's about Peter Chris is is he's the drummer. He was talking to his lady because Beth, her name was Beth Steven. She wanted him to come home. But the thing was, Steve, is that he had rocking to do with the boys. Hey. They're trying to figure it out. They just can't find the sound. So just a few more hours, Beth, and I'll be back home to you. Oh, that's a cool little I story. I think I hear her calling. But Beth, what can I do? That's what he's saying. Dan, I have, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up, man? Real quick, and then we're going to get into Let's this get show. Let's get out this kiss nonsense. All right. Yes, what's up? What, what song's better? And this is from a bunch of different... Uh, 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 years, okay. years, years. Okay, LS. Years. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, living on a prayer. Okay, that's a good song, dude. I I can't front. Um, rock and roll all night. Or loving an elevator. Okay, we're gonna immediately take out loving an elevator. You're you're out of your go on go on though. Well, hold on. That's you me showing really a, think about uh, it. Uh, a bias. Oh, yes, that's a bias. I'm going to take really that think about that because that I song back, is. I immediately retracted. Did I not? You did. <sighs> what was the first one again? Oh yeah, Bonjo. I'm I'm going to have to go with living on a prayer. Oh, over um, <laughs> rock and roll all night. As far as like uh, a <laughs> this the song that I like or a song that's more like universally accepted? no song that you like better. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go with living on a prayer, dude. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought you were going rock and roll all night. Huh. You ever see that video of a, it's like this, this old dude sitting in a park and in a park. I sure did. Acapella. Sure. That did. song had the power to do that. That's why I think that song's a better song. You know what I think? I think I know the song with the most power to do that. And it's not close. What is it? What do you think? What rock song has the power to do that more than any other rock? What do you think it is? Jeez. This got fun. You got me in a pickle here, Steve, because I wasn't prepared to go down this road. I know. I wasn't either. Just silence. clicked in my brain. Uh, I mean, can you kind of steer me in the right direction? It has to be Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. You what? start oh, singing just that. Oh, like full-on singing? Yes. Everyone's just going to start singing if you start singing it. No yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess Because so. <laughs> it's just, and it might be the most universally, it might be the longest universally known song. Because that song's, what, seven minutes? I don't think there's any other song that long that the that more people know accidentally. Okay. Now, let's take that song. Go. And let's remove it from Wayne's world. Let's ins- and you insert living on a prayer. I think you still have the same effect. I think that I'm not saying that Wayne's world made Bohemian Rhapsody a fantastic song, but I think that it, you know, it, it Oh, it inserted it, it into Yes, it inserted it. Here's the thing. It ins- this is the funny thing. It put it into the brains of people that were on the cusp of a lot of social media trends. Yes. They were growing at the print. So that's the song they used. You know what I'm saying? That was the perfect age. And it just got into the brains of people that are going to have a big audience. Yeah. I mean, but that song. It's definitely more of an epic song. It's, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, I don't know, man. Cause thinking about living on a prayer, that's an epic song. It's just not as long and epic as but as soon as you hear bohemian you're like oh shit i know but as soon as you hear boom go do doom bling doom you're like oh shit for people that don't know either song it's we might as well be you first you hear cling clong bling clong bling oh you know what hold on uh oh there's a bigger intro than both of those maybe uh inner sandman 
Do, 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 do. Oh, I think that might be bigger. But you're, you were just talking about uh, songs that like were more accessible to the masses, right? Now you're doing intros. You're all over the place today, Hudson. But what I was thinking is, because I thought with people singing along, yes. But when I were like, once they hear that intro, but I'm like, wait a minute. It's not just the intro. It's the song that makes those popular. Because if we're going intros, those aren't the intros people like super duper know. The song they know. I can't hate it. It's a great intro. I mean, but the song they know, like, uh, you're right. I think Living on a Prayer and Bohemian are the two. You're going to get people singing if you start Ooh, singing. I got one to throw into the mix. Uh-oh. You ready? Go. Don't stop believing. You're so right, dude. You play that shit, people are going to go crazy. Nope, you're so freaking right. Uh, but my, you know what? I don't know. I don't think as many people know that song, though. But the people that do, they're going to sing it. That's a very popular song. I, I think you would be wrong in that. It's not living on a prayer popular. Oh, yes, it is. I, oh, it's beyond no. that. Uh, absolutely, no. Steve. Hold on. It hold was on. the last song pause. of the Sopranos. You're going to go off of record sales or YouTube hits. No, no, no. We got to go to YouTube hits because that, that is actually the signifier. Mm, that's the Steve Hudson signifier. Stop it, Dan. Stop it. How okay, dare you? All right. Let's play the game. I would dare to say okay. that Don't <laughs> Stop Believing has more hits. Don't stop. Like, and I and I want to say oh, it's tough though. Woo, that's Give, a lot. <laughs> given those two, yeah, I would say that it's actually going to be by a big number. Dude, this is a lot of hits. G, we got two hundred nine million for "Don't Stop Believing." Yeah, let's go with "Living on a Prayer." I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm actually Living curious now. Jesus, nine hundred one million. What? <laughs> that is such a huge gap. That that is astronaut. It beats it by 700 million I'm views. I'm flabbergasted. Honestly. <laughs> 900 million views for Living on a Prayer. 900 okay. million. Hey. That's almost a bill ticket. When it comes to that, like I was still going to kind of BS, not BS you, but call BS on the YouTube hits. But with that number, it's undeniable. That is unbelievable. I did not expect that. No, that's a, that's a huge surprise. Wow, huh? Good for you, Bon Jovi. You've been making I, shit ever since, but, but you, you know, know what? Good though? on you. Is that a big number? Because now kids are like, there's, there's, like, look at uh, Bruno Mars have billion has a billion hits, like no problem. I'm sure there's somebody out there. It's like, hey guys, so today for my yeah that kind of shit. I'm sure. Yeah, they get more. billion hits. Like I guarantee BTS has a billion hitter, and they just released like a few days. My ago. niece <laughs> was like super into um, BTS for a while, and then she stopped. But then she's kind of getting back into it again. I don't remember how long they've been around, but it hasn't been that long. No, not she even. She told me to. they have 19 albums. How, G? Because I think that they're like, I think they're, they're c- conveyor belt. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think they just keep them in a fucking room. I mean, they're doing what they did with like Backstreet Boys and they just have it down to a science. Now. Yeah, but 19 albums? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's, That's crazy. That is That's, crazy. It could be abuse. I mean, don't, I don't know. That's like mush. <laughs> you know I don't I mean? know. I will say that that's a, I did not expect you to say 19. That's what that's, she told me. She's 12. Maybe she's lying. Let me see. Let me see what BTS is talking about. Watch and then we're going to get on the movies. I know BTS, lying. one album. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if that's like EPs, maybe, you know, cause I don't know if she knows about EPs and all that kind of stuff. Or maybe she's looking on a list and it's like singles. That would make more sense to me. But I'm, I had a, you know, quite the conversation with her. And she said, yeah, 19 albums. All right, here we go. BTS, behind the scenes. 
I don't think it stands for behind the scenes. I don't think so either. It stands for Bangtan San Yuendan. Really? Yes. Also known as the Bangtan Boys. I thought it was like the Big Titty Show or something. Oh, wait a minute. They've been out since 2010. Okay. But 19 <laughs> albums? Dude, that's 12 years. Gee, that's 20 out. 19. It might as well be 20. Let's call it 20 albums. Let's see. Okay. Uh, How many albums uh, does Stevie have? Uh, 25. Okay. And how long has he been around? Oh, they only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't know where the 19 came from, dude. <laughs> Fucking, I, you know what? I might as well just believe anything that people throw at me at this point. Yeah, they put out an album every two years. Okay, I'm going to, you know, that next time she's staying with grandma right now, but the next time I see this kid, I'm going to get on and be like, you know what? You made me look like a damn fool. But you know what, though, dude? They have six Korean language albums and four Japanese language studios. That's pretty impressive. I've heard a little bit of it when we're driving in the car. Pretty good. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not terrible. You know what I mean? See? Like I could listen to something and be like, oh, this is just fucking awful. And I want to turn it off now. I have yet to have that moment. Yeah, they sold 32 million albums, dude. Hey, that's a lot of albums. I mean, it's a it's a it's a few. Are you hating? It's right not now? the best of all time, you know. Why does it always have to be? Everything has to be the best of all time. With you. <laughs> Everything has to have a comparison. People just can't simply exist. <laughs> I wonder how much of that money they got, though. Oh, enough to get some nice clothes, maybe a car. <laughs> I, I they're like a, literally a. I remember talking to Maj. I said, "Hey, who's the most famous person right now?" And he's like, you have to really narrow that down. Are we talking Americans? I was like, why? He's like, because you could, I could say Taylor Swift, but then when you get BTS in the conversation, it's not even close. Yeah. I said, is it that? Are they that big? He's like, oh, dude, it's, and it's so is not Taylor even Swift close. For that matter. That's true. Yeah. And they're like, she's like, he said, BTS will like lap her. It's over. That's how famous they are. Wow. I said, how here though? They don't even know what they're saying. I got no answer for you, dude. I, I don't know why they're as big as they are. I just know I, that like, <laughs> like K-pop and anime and all that kind of shit has really come on. Str- I mean, it's on my radar, so obviously I'm gonna. it's kind of new to me. But like, I know it's been around forever. And for some reason, it just seems to be like getting bigger. I can't even talk right now. It seems to keep getting like bigger and bigger, more popular. All right. We're going to ask one more question. We're getting into movies, okay? Okay. You already know that uh, Living on a Prayer had 700 or 901 mil- million mm-hmm. views, right? Do you think it has more than Inter Sandman? Hmm. I'm looking at the number right now. Jeez, man. <laughs> uh, I would say no. Is that your final answer? Yeah, why not? It beat Inner Sandman by 400 million views. I had a feeling I was wrong, but I was going to just, you know, go with it. But I thought I was going to be wrong. I thought Inner Sandman would lap it, but it has 500 million views, 526 million views. Good for them. Dude, how is Living on a Prayer so freaking popular? It's just a very singable song. (laughs) And it tells a really tragic story, man, but a happy story at that. I don't even know the story. Well, see, Steve, let me tell you. Thank you, please. Let me me tell you about uh, Tommy and Gina, okay? Do it in rap form. I prefer. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm not, I don't think I will do that. <laughs> what there was. What the it, it's going to end up sounding like uh, 80s rap. You know what I mean? I'm not. I Tom, so used to work on <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, poor Tommy, Steve. It's a, it's a, it's a sad story. See, he used to work on a dock. 
And mm. the, the union, they'd been on strike. So the guy was down on his luck and it was tough. So tough. <laughs> you know what I mean? But luckily for him, he's got a counterpart named Gina. And Gina, she's good. She's not a slouch. She doesn't just stay home eating bonbons all day. She works the diner all day, Steve. You know what I mean? <laughs> working for, and I don't really agree with this philosophy, but she's working for her man. That's what she told me. I'm like, you know Ooh. what? You should have a little more, uh, less, less of an 80s vibe when you say that. Have some pride. You know what I mean? But Gina, she's got a self, she's a little bit, uh, she's getting a little off. You know what I'm saying? But she's working for her man. And this is the part that always got me because he's kind of like a gaslighter. Like, I don't really chill with Tommy a lot because he's kind of okay. Okay. You know what I mean? But he, he, he's basically, he's got her believing that she brings home her pay for love. For love, Steve. And then he fucking tells her when she's like, when she starts to feel a little bit like, hey, I don't know if this is right. He's like, listen, baby, we got to hold on to what we've got. And between you and me, it doesn't make a difference if we like it or not. Sure, we've got each other. And that's a lot for love. She's like, okay, let's give it a shot. He's like, well, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We're halfway there. We're halfway there. Right now, girl, you're living on a prayer. So just take my hand and we'll make it. I swear. You know what I'm saying? But honestly, bitch, you're living on a prayer. That's 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 the that's what I know. That's a, not a tragic story. Well, I didn't finish. Okay, go ahead. You see, <laughs> please, no, please, continue. Oh man, I don't know if it's 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 a it's a sad story, dude. It's a sad. It's a, it's a sad sad situation. Well, <laughs> this is the thing. See, is that. Tommy, he's a musician, but times are tough, Steve, right? Mm -hmm. So he's got his six string in hock right now. Oh, I'm not supposed to know that. He's a little embarrassed about it because you know, okay. it's the it's the it's the, the male ego. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He's yes. got a pride thing. And so he's got his six string in hock and that's fucking with him right now. Right. But what's fucking with him more is that and he, I don't really I think he suspects it. I know he doesn't know it all the way. But Gina, she doesn't know this. She told Gail she she's dreaming of running away. Oh, and between you, me and the wall here, Steve, she cries in the night and Tommy, he hears that. She's like, baby, it's okay. Someday. You know what I mean? I but, love the story. You know, it's, it's a fucked up thing. It really it is. is a little bit, dude. A little bit. You know, but, <laughs> thank you for breaking that down. No problem. I, I don't want it gets worse. I think, you know what? That's their business. Steve. Okay. Done deal. Done okay. deal. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Tommy and Gina. I'm about to shock your draws off right now. Ooh, I feel a breeze. What's up? How many YouTube views do you think Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run has? Is it beating? Now that's uh, a, okay. Now that's interesting because Bruce has a rabid fan base. Doesn't mean that does, the, doesn't mean that they're going to beat because some of these people probably don't even have internet. Uh huh. But I'm I've been wrong before. Uh, what are we doing? We're comparing it to Living on a Prayer. Uh huh. <clears throat> Born to Run is a really famous song, Steve. I'm going to go with Living on a Prayer. Dude, it's not even in the distant form of close. He has 51 million of Born to Run. Uh, How anyway. weird is that? The song's super popular, but I'm telling you, his fan base doesn't even have the internet. They're still like, welcome. They're still on the <laughs> AOL bullshit. Yeah, I never understood the, the rabbit, the, the thing of the boss. You've got mail. I like him, but I never understood the, the, I mean, I couldn't name seven Bruce Springsteen songs. I don't know if I could name seven. You, I guarantee you can. I don't think I could, days. honestly. Oh, really? Let's see. Well, let's go with the obvious ones. Uh, Born yes. in the USA. Done. Uh, I'm on fire. Done. This is all off of Born in the USA, by the way. Um, Born to Run. Yes. 
Uh, kind of cheating there, though. Can't have two borns. Hey, you know what? Don't hate. Right, Congratulate. Uh, you only got four more to go. I don't think I can do it, dude. Uh, I believe there's a song called Hungry Heart. Everybody's got a hungry heart. That's four. Okay. Um, there's one for a movie. Philadelphia. Boom. Five. Now I got splotches on my face and I feel a deal for you. I don't know if I can name any more songs, dude. Oh, that's wait, interesting. Oh, uh, 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 oh, oh, uh, Glory Days. Oh, nice. Six. That's a good song. I like Glory that's Days. That's good. There we go. Um, um, all off of the, uh, born- see, I used to own that album. Oh, dude, you have one more then. Two more, right? No, this said that was six. Oh, really? Uh, uh, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Um. God damn it. Doom, 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 doom. What the hell is that song? I'm driving in my car. Doom, 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 doom. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, fire, I believe it's called. When we kiss, ooh, fire. He wrote that song? Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. I thought that I could have sworn he face. had some involvement with that song. And to be, you know, 100% clear, I'm not a Springsteen fan. So. But I miss these Springsteen. Sp- I like I'm on fire though. He'd be like, That's a really good song. Uh, I'm on fire. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I don't think that's his his song. Oh well, then I guess I lost, Steve. No, I bet you there's one I'm. Uh, glory days? I don't know. Did I say glory days? Uh, yeah, but I don't know any of these songs. I don't know. I'm not. It's he, no way. Uh, he We're just being top, old men talking about classic rock right now. The top five are dancing in the dark. Oh, dancing, dancing in the dark. In the fucking dark. <laughs> you keep down, Kevin Shanks. I know what you were yelling. <laughs> I forgot all about Shame that on me. Song. Shame on me. But it'd be one thing if I'm like, I know all the songs. <laughs> no, you didn't think you knew seven, and you did. Uh, yeah. I, I could have named seven for seven sure. Songs, but I just That's didn't. nuts to me, dude. Uh, there are, most I, of those are off of uh, Born Born in the USA, though. I don't know five Kiss songs. I don't know five. Uh, no, I don't know five Bon Jovi songs. Do you know five Journey songs? No way. So no crazy. way. So crazy. No way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm weak saucy when it comes to classic rock, except for obviously Boston. But other than that, I don't know like a lot of. Uh, hey, uh, speaking of like older music. We got it when we were pulling up in the parking lot for Hamilton last night. There was a song on, and uh, I forgot how it goes now, but I know the song. But Gail's like, "Oh, I'll be sure." What did What did he sing? Night and day. I can tell you how I, that he sung that. He sung, uh, "I'm gonna go off on you, oh girl, all alone." He, he sings like that. That's the famous ones. Yes. Ah, it's, oh, is it? Uh, I only think. Think a ninety, uh, yeah. That's the one. Oh, oh, on two occasions. That's the deal. The deal. That's not, I'll be sure. That's not, I'll be sure. I only Maybe that's not the song I'm thinking of. On two occasions. That's, that's the deal. That's day and night. That's Babyface's first group. Oh, okay. I I don't think that was the one. I just, I was trying to remember the song, but she's like, I'll be sure was legit. Yeah, that's, I think she's thinking night and day. Maybe. That's a great song, by the way. I listened to Albie Shore on Friday, his whole album last, on Friday, oddly enough. Coincidentally, Steve, uh, my man Albie Shore is in effect mode. And little secret, I used to have a crush on Don from Invoke. 
dude, what are you talking about? She is super. What do you? What? Of course, everyone had a crush on In Vogue that had. It's sense. not like Honey Gripper want to get with me. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> oh, you know who my son just got into? That's a little tribe called Por- Quest. If you didn't know, what's that? Portrait? Portrait. He just got into Portrait. Don't even know what that is. Um, Honey Dip. Honey oh, Dip. here we go. Here we go. Remember that song? I Going heard. through this. Here we go again. Yeah. Like as in. Not the Chuck Tate, the uh, Chuck D sample. No. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. It was a Chuck D sample. Here we go again. Yes. And did you, did you like Public Enemy? Yes. I like Public Enemy. Public Enemy was they were in my when I listened to when you got me into uh, what are their names? Um, what's the group you got me into? That's like they do the rock. The they do the, the rock protest protest song Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I when I listened to, it, I was like, this is this is Public Enemy. This is what this is. What I'm listening to is this a rock version of Public Enemy for the kids. And for the kids, Public Enemy was all. I remember w- when I was listening to them, I just I was in too much of a violent stage that I wasn't trying to take in knowledge because I was listening to NWA and Eazy E and all that stuff, and I was like, "Man, where's the killing? Tell me some killing, <laughs> man! I want to hear that." But now that I listen to back in the day, you know, for, you know, it's funny. For years, I thought it was. Um, I thought like. For some reason, I thought Chuck D was like, man, you sound like a like a, a, a father. But it turns out when he made those albums, he was like 30. He was an older rap dude. So it makes sense that he sounded like He just like a had dad. that voice, though. Like you knew it was P.E. when you heard him. Oh, no. When you Never put down the Swift and Wesson. Yeah. <laughs> put down the Swift and Wesson. I'm like, yeah, that's Chuck D. Soul on a roll, but you treat it like soap on a rope because <laughs> the bass and the lines are so dope. <laughs> If he wanted to rhyme, he did. Sometimes he just didn't. <laughs> He's the one that made me think that like Elvis was super racist. And Flavor didn't have he Flavor didn't really have a lot to do. He just had to no. dance around and yeah, be like, yeah, boy. Yo, Chuck, yo, Chuck, yo, Chuck, I don't think they understand him, man. <laughs> and he'd go back into it again. Well, man, he has some great features, man. He has some great features on other people's stuff. Whenever he showed up, you're like, oh, there's Flavor Flav. I mean, he's he's one of a kind, right? That's what I hear. That's what I hear too, Steve. Do you want to do the wonderful information? Oh, do I really want to do that today? I don't While know you're I doing do. that, I'm going to be able to go get my Jumba. Oh, your your what? Jumba oh, your Jumba Jus? I hope he put in the freezer. I bet you he didn't. <laughs> That's how kids are these days. <laughs> we know sons. That's just how they He's do like, it, man. No. Yeah, we're like, of go, course. Go get your Jumba Jus. All right, man. go ahead. Bonk, bonk. Yo. Welcome to the show. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Episode 187. Yet we will talk not about murder today. I'm going to tell you this instead. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. There it is. I said it. On Twitter, hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at Dan Q Public, and Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. All of this is available. All of this and more, actually, at www.heroesofnoise.com. Leave us a voicemail. Subscribe to the show. Check out our other friends' shows. Look at past episodes. Buy some merch. Uh, watch a video or two. It's all there for you, man. I wouldn't lie. I would not shit you because that's the kind of guy I am. Other than that, I think I'm done selling the show. I think you've been around long enough. If you're new, welcome. I hope you stay. We're about to get crazy and talk about some movies and shit like that. But anyway, back to Steve Hudson. If he's even there. Because last I heard, he was going to get a Jamba Juice. Let's see what happens here. Steve? Yo. Did you drive to Solvang to get that Jamba Juice, buddy? Dude, they didn't bring us... They, they For some reason, they didn't think... Uh, Crazy looking straws were necessary. Yeah, I hate when they do that shit. 
So I got to eat it with a spoon. <laughs> it's still good. Why don't you just drink it? Like without, you know, get it all over the upper lip and shit. Not a chance, bro. Ain't no freaking barbarian. Drink it like a little kid. You used to drink. Remember how you used to drink water when you were a little kid? You'd be all. <laughs> oh, dude, I used to. Gobble <laughs> water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you all right, kid? It's just water. But the reason we did that is because we actually went outside and played. Oh, yeah. We run in. Or how often did you go to like the neighbor's yard and use their hose? Oh, yeah, that drink? was a thing. That was a big thing. That was Jake. a thing, dude. I would just walk into the neighbor's. I wouldn't even ask. I just uh-uh. used the hose. Uh-uh. I remember I used to be bad in the uh, when we lived in Bakersfield. And the next door neighbor would be like, I can't wait to tell your grandmother. I'm like, well, that's a whooping tonight for sure. So might as well go all the way. Did she get the and switch? She- uh, she has us to get the switch. Yeah. Oh, that was the worst. I had to get my own switch before. I had to welts on my. I remember one time my my cousin and I were fighting, and she made us both get a switch. And she's like, "You guys have to whip each other, <laughs> and if you guys go easy, I'm gonna whoop you." Oh shit! And so we had to whip each other hard. And the more hard he hit me, I'd be like, "Okay," and I hit him harder than he. And we're just sitting there screaming and crying, hitting each other. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay money to see that man. It was ridiculous. Like we were jumping, trying to, you know how you try to avoid the hit. <laughs> I mean, and the thing was, I remember the one time I did have to do, it was the only time. And I told this story before on here, so I won't tell it again. But I just remember going to get the switch off of the, it was a willow tree. Mm-hmm. It seems like anyone that was down with the switches had a yes. willow tree. I don't know why that is, but they're very I have a willow tree, oddly enough. Do you switch? No. Do you like the Nintendo Switch? <laughs> I was just wondering. Anyway, sorry. So she went me. She she sent me to go get my own switch, Steve. Mm-hmm. And I came back with like a twig. And she's oh, like, wrong mm-hmm. answer, buddy. no, 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 no. Right. So she made me get the longest one. And my parents were down with this. I was being taken care of by our neighbor. You were. They were. Yes. They were big switchers, and they said because you know back in the day spanking was on. There was like go for it. Like you almost everyone deserved a spanking back in the day. You know what I'm saying? CPS probably didn't exist yet. CPS was not around. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way they would allow switching today. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-mm. That's crazy. We shouldn't. It's we bad. shouldn't have done it then. Yes, no, it's, it's terrible. Bad. It's definitely something. It's, 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 there's humiliation. There's a lot of things fucked up. I mean, if I'm still remembering it only happened once, it left oh, some yeah. scars. Here's the funny part. Speaking of the Switch, I, I was talking to my mother. She has a Switch and she loves the Nintendo Switch, loves it. Your mom's kind of hip, dude. She's got all the oh, cool yeah. shit. I said, hey, mom, what game do you like? And this is where it went downhill. <laughs> She's like, oh, I have this really cool game where I serve people coffee. I'm like, I'm sorry? She's like, yeah, you serve people coffee and you like have conversations with them. What? <laughs> what is that? It's like super popular, dog, if you look it up. It's a go- it's, it, all you do is serve people coffee and you talk to them and you just go throughout the day doing that. Interesting. I bet <laughs> your mom like, would be down with like Animal Crossing, dude. I think she would like that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, because she showed me like videos of people who are like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm serving this coffee. This is what I'm saying to this person. Like, it's a huge thing. So here's the question. Are Maj you keep- even knows it. Are you keeping your mom hip or is she just hip? I'm keeping her hip. She wouldn't know about the switch and all that stuff if it wasn't for you guys? She, her and, yeah, my, my sister and I, yeah, we bought it for her for her birthday. Oh, look at you and Portia. And man. then we bought her the Apple Watch to make sure that she... uh you know, she was hip, so she has an Apple Watch. She talks to it and all that stuff. It's nice. I wish I could do that with mine, but it's dead. Dude, okay. 
This man, you are the only person I've talked to whose Apple Watch just died. Isn't that great? What? How? This is the thing because I actually got it to work again recently. It's just I, I uh, had it charging and I hadn't worn it for a couple of days because I was working a lot and there's just yes. no point in bringing it near an MRI unit. Yeah. And uh, so I finally got it and I put it on and it has like at the top of the the top left when you start to charge it, it's like a little circle and I think it's like an arrow or something like that. And then it looks like it has this line. It almost looks like a little maze going down to the bottom connecting to another little circle. And if you get that icon, it's kind of like similar to like the old school red ring of death on Xbox. Yes. So the fix was this is lame is because if you're, you know, if you're able to see that, obviously your battery still has a, maybe this will work for you guys. Try it out if you have this problem. But uh, if you can see that, that uh, symbol, then obviously your battery still has a little juice, right? So you're yes. supposed to let it run down until it does not work whatsoever. And then you unpair it and then you plug it in and you just see what happens. And I did just that. And guess what? The shit worked. But then like two weeks later, it stopped working. Daggone I couldn't, it. I couldn't, uh, you know, repeat. And, but process. you have a warranty. I believe so. I'm paying insurance. I'm paying 15 bucks a month or something. So I want to go and check it out and see. I really hope yeah. that because I'm still paying for the watch. So it's one of those situations, you know, fucking AT&T. They're going to get me. They'll be like, well, that sucks, but you can fix it for $600. Oh, you're paying for the. Oh, you did the payment thing. Through AT&T? War- oh, yeah. It was just a uh, it was like some deal I worked out or they worked out with me when I was getting a bunch of phones. I didn't even know that they sold. I didn't even know that you could do that. Oh, but you have, that means you have service on your phone where you could just make. Yeah. Call. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't have that. I don't recommend it. I'm not going to use it anymore. Actually, once the year's out or once it's paid for, I'm done with that. I don't You're need not going to do the well, yeah cellular data. I'm like, why do I need that? I hate talking on the phone, period. What the hell do I need that for? Well, I, I was think, just being Dan, just getting, oh, I'm going to get the shit because it's the new, new. That's all I was doing. Th- but that means you could also leave your phone at home. Yes. And you could just, that's dope, dude. Well, it's nice if you're like going out for a run or a walk or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Then you could just be like Captain Kirk talking into your wrist and shit. Oh, but that is tough when you're trying to choose a song. It's way more like it's when you're doing the ass. When oh, you're trying that's to a pain, text somebody. Dude. Because have you ever tried texting on your watch? Oh, I always voice text. You can voice text, yes. But if you don't, you are if you don't own an Apple Watch, you're forced to go like it's like going back to the old school, you're like one, two, three, four, five, except you're just writing out the letter. You have to write each letter out. And it's well, why not would as you ever do that sounds. on the Apple Watch? Why would you ever do that? I don't know. I mean, it's just a feature that's there. I know, but you'd only use voice texting. I do, yeah. Yeah, that's all I I'm do. I'm just saying even it's though a it sounds ridiculous. Even though you know what's funny? I I I was thinking to myself, how would I make Apple print ellipses instead of putting them down? Isn't there an uh, emoji for that now? Ellipses? Yeah. For voice recording? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, if I just wanted to say, hey, put ellipses here, they would just put the symbol. I was like, I wonder how I would actually make that happen. I don't know, man. I feel like I'm back in the Stone Age again without this watch. Dude, you, I can't believe, I don't know how you haven't gone immediately back to Apple. I've been busy. I would have gone the day of. Well, and I was going to go watch. this weekend and it's just, it's been a very busy weekend so far. Yeah. The world turned upside down. Yeah. And then after I get it done with this, we're going to go see everything everywhere all at once. At least that's the plan. Really? That's a lot of time it's going to take to do that. <laughs> to see everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> oh, you're speaking literally, Steve, you <laughs> rascal. <laughs> I'm going to keep my eye on you, buddy. <laughs> Isn't he the craziest, everyone? This 
this guy. That's my friend Steve Hudson right there. This guy. He's a laugh riot. Seriously. <laughs> hey, do you wink at people? No, because I'm not a fucking weirdo. No, like when people make a, like when you make a, like you're in the middle of a t- uh, conversation and like you make a, oh, a facetious. Oh, I've done that. And then you look at another person and wink. I've like, kind of done hey. that before. Yeah. But now it's just a that. look. I just do that look like, you know, I'm kidding, but I've winked uh, like that. in that context. Yes. But I've never just walked up to like a lady and went wink, wink. How you doing there, sugar? No, I I, just, I don't know how to do the facetious wink. I think it's so cool. Someone was. I was talking to somebody and they made a facetious comment to someone else and they looked at me and winked. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like you're telling me we're in on the joke. That's really nifty. I tend to go with the eyebrow raise versus the wink. I think we're aging into the wink, dude. I don't want to, Steve. I'm aging into all kinds of shit right now. (laughs) Creasing your shoes and such. Fuck you, Steve. (laughs) They don't even know what I'm talking about and they're not going to bring it back up again. (laughs) <laughs> all right let, let's get into these movies man yes, otherwise i'll talk forever you want to know right. i crease my damn shoes listen to the patreon episode because that's what you're paying for all right so we got some stuff to talk about now steve we haven't really talked I, I don't even know what you've watched i know there's a couple of things but what's your uh what's your standout probably gerard okay you want to start there yeah all right i'm totally down to start there <clears throat> so a couple days back a week ago i don't even remember i put this up on twitter and i'm like look just it's one of those things where you just need to hit play. Just hit play and check it out and let me know what you think. I did this. The only reason that I even did this is because I was just, you know, you're like looking on Facebook and you click on a video. And the next thing you know, you're in that weird video window where there's oh, yes. scrolling videos. That's the oh, only yes. reason that I know about this. But it was because I don't watch SNL all the time, but it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, the SNL episode. And the host was Gerard Carmichael, who I'm not or at least I was formerly not familiar with. Comedian, apparently he's been around for a while now. I think like 2014 was his first HBO uh, comedy special. Jesus, a long time ago. Yeah, and you know, the giveaway with this particular episode, he was there, he was hosting, and it's for his HBO Max special, Gerard Carmichael, Rothaniel is what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. But uh, the reason that made me go to is because he says it like right in the the, uh, monologue of SNL. He's like, this is the episode, or this is the uh, special where I come out as gay. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I mean, other people have done that too, but it did. I would like to see how that goes down. And that's the only reason that I clicked on this thing. What I ended up watching, and maybe I'm going to sound like I'm speaking in hyperbole, Steve. I think I might have watched a masterpiece of a comedy special. Interesting. I really, um, what I watched was super compelling, super heartfelt, super emotional, super introspective. And the, and I, you know, me with cinematography, but the Uh way they do the cinematography in this only captures what he's conveying to the crowd. It's in this little jazz club in New York. It's this really intimate setting where he's able to actually, I mean, comedians do this anyway, but the conversations kind of get intimate. Like, during this, the course of this, this uh, standup, it's not even a standup. He's actually sitting down, but what this reminded me of, and I don't like to compare it for obvious reasons, but I have to put this in the league of, say, Bill Cosby himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to put this in the league of like a Richard Pryor. I'm not saying I'm not comparing his performance yes. or his his in comedy, the same circle. Yeah, but I'm putting it in the same circle of the way that mm-hmm. it's actually filmed and performed. And personally, like I told people about this, that I don't even know if they're going to like it, but I just kept going. Yes. I need to. I told my daughter about it. I told just, I said, just watch how'd she this. like it? She loved it. She absolutely oh, nice. loved it. Um, but it's just watching him 
start a comedy special. You know where it's going. He says right away, hey, listen, um, there's a lot that's going to come out tonight. No pun intended. I don't think he actually said that because he I have a lot to tell you is what he says. Yeah. And uh, so he's doing like a comedy special. It's funny. He's talking about like, you know, um, darker things, though. Are talking about his dad and how his dad was a cheater and he would cheat uh-huh. cheated on his his mom with his best friend's mom and shit like that or yeah his best friend's mom and you know there's it's like family comedy that's a little bit dark but it's actually very entertaining and then he takes this turn where he says hey you know I've been uh, another lie that I have been keeping from my parents from work from everything and, and you know to the crowd and to you and he comes out that he's gay mm-hmm. and at first I think that people weren't. I have a feeling people were just, cause he's got you know, how many specials, like four or five of them or something yeah. like that. And this is uh-huh. from what I've seen, you could probably talk about it more. Cause I know you you were familiar with him, but from what I've seen going back, I did not get any type of, uh, any vibe off of that. I mean, I think more important, probably because he was a hoe in the closet about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he comes out in this one. And what really wowed me about this is his reaction to himself. Like, Oh shit, that is now out in the open for the world to hear. Yeah. And then you you watch him just go inside his head and try and figure out from there what's next. And I thought that was fucking brilliant. Just just brilliant. I love this, man. Now, I mean, maybe I don't know if you didn't feel the same way, maybe it's going to take a weird turn, but what did you think? The interesting thing about this is I I've, I've been familiar for, with Gerard Carmichael for years. Mm-hmm. Uh he's always been good. You know, he's one of those people where you if you listen to a stand-up comedy podcast, He's one of those that are like, as he's been so good from the beginning. He's one of those that are like, man, he's just, he never had the downside where you just get booed or anything. He's like, Jamar Gerard's always been good. So coming into this, this, uh, I knew he, he came out, which was shocking to me. I was like, oh, wow, huh? That's interesting. And I got on, you know, I started watching. And I thought it was funny because you could tell immediately that this was a black crowd. By how they were interacting with him. They were really like, okay, yeah. well, if you want us to talk, we're going to talk like you're, we're talking then. You know, it got really conversational. Mm-hmm. And there was one part where he was like, um, uh, you know, a girl asked like, why? Because he was, he was talking about how his mother's reacting. And a woman asked her great questions like, why does she need to? accept this are you okay with just being who you are without her acceptance and he really had to think about that and i was like this is a really good conversation <laughs> like this is an important thing that's happening in front of my face mm-hmm. like he's running through and there's one part where he says i was in the shower and i'm like oh my god i'm gay what the <laughs> heck is happening right now he's like i know <laughs> bro i know i'm surprised too <laughs> i thought it was so funny i think what i saw what i witnessed then was something where I was like, I wish that this would have gone on for another hour. Me too. I could have watched it for another mm-hmm. hour. Like just them talking. And there was a really clever interaction that I don't even want to ruin that he's like, well, I've told you guys almost everything. Oh, I love Somebody that. in the crowd yeah. said something I won't spoil that I was like, whoa, that was, was smart. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> he's like, hey, let's go back to the we're not talking to each other thing. Because I think I might have let y'all way too close to me. That was really said, good. Oh, it was so funny because it was so honest and it was so fast and it showed how comfortable the crowd was with him now. Yeah. I don't, this is so, and I don't think this is a, um, you know, how, you know, normally, like if you do raw, they're going to they're going to uh, tape three different shows and then take the best pieces of all three. Right. 
I don't think this is what happened. No, I don't think that that could be that way. Not the way he's reacting. (laughs) No way. I mean, he's watching this dude sort of deconstruct himself in real time Mm -hmm. and then put himself back together, or at least attempt to put himself back together. Dude. He wasn't distraught about it. You know, I just think it's, it's just one of those things. I mean, that's no, it's, hmm. I guess it shouldn't be as uh as a shock to a lot of people especially these days but i mean that's still no easy task i imagine to come out no way and dude to the world not to your i mean he already came out to his friends and his family and stuff before he did this but you know you're now putting yourself out there to the world and it's just yeah. you, and you can't unless you say cut we're not going to film this you can't really take that back it's just going and i don't see how he could just like simulate that and if he did i would have to take points from it because i don't think he did i don't I think really, so at all no i, I think it was thought no, you can just the, tell by these. And that's the thing. And that's why I'm getting back to like the uh, I hate the comparison, but it's just there. I'm sorry. The Cosby and the prior these uh, these very they're not even like uh, they're not choreographed. You know what I'm saying? They're no. not rehearsed. They're just these silences. And he's a master at the silent pause. Yes. The long pause to get you to kind of go, oh. Okay, what's going on? And this, and the look on his face. He's it turns from a comedy special to him to a therapy session. Like he literally no doesn't question. know what's going to come out of his mouth next from a certain point on, and just goes from there. And I think that's the best part of it. I mean, it's it's, it's just uh, it was it was very very heartwarming, man. It was a, it was something that I just wasn't expecting to see, especially since I did not know who he is. Um, I recommend this to everyone. Honestly, oh no, question. It was a fantastic, and I, I think that. Also, the fact that he trusted that audience so much. It became, they forgot they were in a a, a comedy show. Yeah. They forgot. Yeah. They totally forgot. There's one part where he says, I have a, a, a white boyfriend. And you hear someone, said, someone wow. go, wow. <laughs> and that was a wow we all understood. Yeah. Whereas and he's like, oh, y'all heard that, right? <laughs> and he's like, I knew I was going to get that. And he did. He knew he was going to get that reaction where they're like, really? That's what's how he's like, yeah, I knew it was going to, I knew it was going to. And it's just so beautiful that they were just interacting. And there was one part where he, he was like quiet for 40 seconds almost. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm sorry, but I'm still trying to kind of figure that out where I forgot what the crowd of per- person asked him, but he was like, huh? He's like, I don't know. I got to kind of, and I love that he didn't just try to shoot out a funny answer. Yeah. He just was like. Hmm. Like I'm being real when I say that what transpires in that, like what Steve's talking about, it could have been done by like a, uh, I mean, I'm just throwing a name, like a Barbara Walters kind of a situation. They're yes, asking for these sure. questions because they want a real answer about what this guy's next move is. How is he going to, how is he going to, you know, navigate his life from this point on? How does he feel? Does he think that he can actually have these, uh, you know, can it be a normal thing for him or is it always going to be something that's, uh, you know, not necessarily frowned upon, but can't he be accepted? Oh, it's just beautiful. And to watch and- this guy just really stop and genuinely think about those things. Crazy. It was, I've never seen anything. I've never seen a comedy show like this because I don't think we are going to, because you know how much you have to trust that crowd? Yeah. Where in the beginning he said, I'm going to need you guys to interact with me today, tonight. Yeah, I because need the love. I'm about, oh, he needs the love tonight. And the fact that they were willing to, and you know how route, that's why he did it at a jazz club. Because he knew the people that come here know how to use space to their advantage. Yeah, where not, you don't have to fill up any, all the, the talking time. You can just sit back in the space. 
And I thought the jazz that introed the show was beautiful. How how he kind of walked across the street with his train. I said, this is a classy, like, this is really cool. And he walked in, gave the person a hug, walked right on stage. And immediately he's just like, I'm going to need you guys to kind of walk me through what's going to happen tonight. And the crowd was like a bed for him. It was the best crowd ever. Ever, dude. Ever. And, and I think he just, I don't know whether the crowd, I don't know what happened. But whatever happened that night was special. Yeah. I don't even know how it happened. But whatever happened in that room was a special thing. And after it was over, I had to pull myself out of the, like I had to pull myself out of the show. And be like, whoa. Yeah. Let me sit back and just was, reflect on that for a second. Dude. And I thought, so I will say that this is um, probably one of my favorite. See, I can't even call it a stand-up special. It's really kind of not put a stand-up special. It's not a stand-up special. More like this spoken was a, word. Yes. It was a conversation. I've never had someone have a conversation I don't even know where to place but it. It's I, funny I, I mean, Wow, it's there is funny. There are parts where I just outright laughed. There is a story he tells about his dad representing himself as someone else. <laughs> when he said the name, I almost fell out of my chair. I said, "That is so." And he's like, "No, no, no. Who you're thinking? That's who he said he was. It wasn't a random name. That's who he said it. I thought it was so funny. And then he'd go right back into an introspective. It was like, dude, this guy. And mind you, what happened that night, what made me realize how special it was, because we saw a totally different individual in front of on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. That wasn't the same person. That means what happened that night stays in that night. Yes, it stays there. It's never going to be duplicated when he has another, uh, when when you're like, hey, uh, Gerard Carmichael in concert. People just need to not expect that because no. that was one That's, time. That is a one-time thing for sure. We one said, time thing. We said different things, but I mean, I think in the same vein of what you're talking about, I think that he presented himself. That was the thing that got me was like his confidence. That's why I wanted to go and watch this. It was First of all, it was funny in the, intro, in the, uh, the monologue, <laughs> but it was just that confidence thing. And then after watching it, you're right. It's like he got that way. Through the process of healing in that episode, I, in that uh, comedy special, I really I wouldn't have watched it if you wouldn't have said because I was like, I think I got the gist because I've seen Carl Gerard and he's normally like what you saw at SNL. So I thought, okay, I know what I'm going to get, and you're like, you don't. And sure enough, I was like, this is not Gerard Carmichael. This is a person working through. This is Rothaniel. That's why I named it that. Yeah. Best this name was ever. not Gerard. This was him working through. Well, dude, it's, I mean, there is no way I can take a point. Oh, it would feel weird for me to rate this lower than what it is. Oh yeah. I agree with you. We're in the same page. Yeah. I I give this a five out of five with a five out of five (laughs) fake father names. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard because he, he strung it along for so long where he's just like, and he's like (laughs) the way he was like, Hey, that's my best friend's dad. And then she's like, you're here. like, no, that's such and such. And I'm like, the name he said, even if you don't follow this thing, we know who that is. And he's like, yeah, he said he was such as I said, this is the funniest. And then he goes, right. He knows exactly when the crowd needs a break because they're going through this emotional roller coaster with him. Sometimes they need a break. And so he'll tell a funny story. But then he's right back. 
but he knows when the crowd needs a break because they're in. Yeah. And he's dragging them through this with him. And then he'll just say, oh, quick, funny story. Just to lighten, like, ooh, I needed a breather. And then it's right back. It's yeah, just you're just coming man. up for air. Yes, he comes up for air. He knows exactly when they need it. He's like, all right. And then the last thing he says is a perfect, perfect way to end. Yep. Put the I mic said, down oh, and walk off. Put the mic down, walk off the stage. I said, Gerard, you have, I was already some somewhat of a fan. I am, he has a fan now. He yeah. has a person that when when I know, even if he never does something like this again, I know that I'm watching an individual with something like this inside him. Yeah. He can do this. He's so I'm on in. my radar, dude. I'm, I'm paying attention. Oh, yeah. Gerard Carmen. What's your rating? Oh, it's a five out of five. No question. I don't even know if I have anything funky to, or like funny to say about it. It's just yeah. this special kind of it moved me like it moved me to the point because it was beautiful to watch that. Beautiful, you know what I mean? Dude. And. and, and I mean, I can I can even see what am I trying to say? Like, this is not for your typical fuckhead homophobe no way. Kind of situation. You no gotta have, way. You got to mm-hmm. have some compassion in your life and you can't be this bigoted piece of shit. But if you're able no. to get behind this, it's just this beautiful experience. It's cathartic for him. It's, yes. Um, it's a little cathartic for me. I don't know what it was. It's just Absolutely. I, felt, I felt better after watching this. And I felt better Absolutely. for him. I was like, good for you, man. Like, I wanted to give him a hug afterwards. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I totally Absolutely. wanted to just go up to him. And that, that was beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. Like, I would have I would have felt so privileged to be in that audience. You know what I mean? So oh, it's dude. a five out of five for me. No question. I recommend every single person. Matter of fact, I'm going to go as far as to say that anything that I'm talking about this week, that's what I recommend to you. Gerard Carmichael, Rothaniel on HBO Max. It's It just dropped, I think, uh, earlier this month. I think maybe April yep. 1st or something like that. So <laughs> please check it out. I really think you're going to enjoy this. Hey, did you did, did Gail watch it? Yeah. How'd she like it? She loved it. I've seen did it. Did she really? Yeah, I watched it and then I, because I, I watched it late, like super yeah. late after getting off of work. I think I finished it like two in the morning or something like that. And I woke up and that was the first thing I told her. I said, hey, I watched something. Uh, you need to check this out. So she sat down on her lunch because she works from home. She sat down on our lunch break and she watched it and she was just as moved. It was, it's just, that great. is beautiful, it's man. It's just a great, it's fantastic guys. Check it out. <laughs> Freaking Gerard. So moving on though, Steve. Oh, I, you got it. You know what I want you to talk about. <sighs> I've seen a lot this week, but I mean, before I, cause I'm just going <laughs> to do like shorter reviews. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I, you can see the list there. Can't you? I can. So have you seen any of these things? Uh, I've seen yes. And then, uh, cursed. Yeah. I, I saw Atlanta and cursed. Okay. Atlanta and cursed. So I'm just going to do a quick, like it's, it's really not worth talking about too much, but I'm just going to give you my thoughts <laughs> on my recent viewing of Morbius uh, starring Jared Leto. All right. Yes. Oh, by the way, Steve, did you know that Bo Burnham directed the uh, Roth annual? Dude, I need to watch Bo Burnham special too. I tried. I don't think I was the one that's him in the room thing. Yeah. Apparently I, it's like a masterpiece. Yeah. I meant to, I meant to get back to that. I started watching it and you know, when you're just not in the mood for something that really requires your attention, that's where I was. And I, so I turned it off, but I do need to get back to that. And especially after seeing this, I think Bo Burnham's quite talented. Oh dude. Didn't he direct, um, did Bo Burnham? It wasn't Bo Burnham that direct. No, it was Frank Oz. Maybe. It was Frank Oz that directed that. Remember that that uh, magic show to to what was that? What was it called? Oh, the one that I was like, eh, it's, it's all right. Calm down. Yeah, I forgot what it was. Called. Life itself or yeah, something like that. It was so good, you forgot. 
Dude, that was a great match. You're bugging. I'm anyway. just saying, you don't remember the name of it, and it was that great? Life itself, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> life there, life in of itself or something like that? Yeah, in and of itself. In and but of itself, yeah. Dude, Bo Burnham, he, he also directed a few other people's uh, comedy shows. Oh, he wrote Eighth Grade. Did you see Eighth Grade? That was in our uh, Noisies, I think. Wait a minute. Isn't that three? where Olivia Wilde directed it? I believe she did. Uh, he directed he, he no, 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 I'm sorry. Wrong movie. No, you're thinking of, uh, I don't even know why I said that because it's, you're thinking of a book smart. I'm talking What's about eighth grade. Eighth grade was directed by and written by Bo Burnham. Never seen it. Really, really good, dude. Let me see. Can you see it anywhere for free? Can I entice God. you that way? I don't know. Oh, you, you know what, dude? Watch I it on Showtime. Saw, there it is. I also saw Moon Knight and Halo. We got to talk about that. I didn't even write those down. Man. <laughs> yeah, just the okay, Moon Knight quickly, and Halo. Quickly, let me just get my yeah. thoughts on Morbius and then we'll yeah. quickly move along because I don't have a lot to say. I will say this. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, let me just give you the plot in case you, you don't know because I guess not everyone's into this here. But a biochemist, Michael Morbius, tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. This is a Marvel movie, but it's not MCU. It's actually off the Sony lot. So Sony movies for Marvel, um, hit or miss, mostly miss in my opinion. I mean, we can talk about Venom. We could talk about Venom 2. We could talk about, uh, well, the Spider-Man series were pretty dope. You know what I mean? I think I think those are like the highlights of the Spider-Man series. But other than that, I haven't really been too impressed with the the Marvel material that's coming out of Sony to the point where I wanted to sit and talk about it a lot. But this movie, I think I'm <laughs> I watch Jared Leto movies because I kind of want to see what Jared Leto is going to do next and piss people off. I think that's why I watch these movies, Steve. And I also think he's just such a freaking weirdo that I I don't know. I just pay attention to him. But here's the thing, and I think a lot of, I, matter of fact, I know a lot of people would disagree with me because I've heard multiple podcasts, I've read Twitter. Um, I don't think he's that bad of an actor. I mean, I think the only thing that I would really, really give him the super props to would be like Dallas, what was it Dallas Buyers Club? He was great, mm-hmm. great in that. Other than that, I think he's he's the weird method actor guy. Apparently for this movie, uh, he wouldn't go anywhere unless he was walking with his crutches and being that kind of an asshole. So that whole method acted thing to me doesn't affect me on the surface, obviously, because I wasn't there for it. But it, it just it gives me that weirdo thing about him. But yet I'm still compelled to watch his material. This movie stars Jared Leto as Michael Morbius, Matt Smith as his friend Milo. Or is it uh, Jared Harris as Dr. Emil Nicholas? Uh Adria, Adria Arjona as Martine Bancroft. And then this is always a good signal of what's to come. Tyrese Gibson in this one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> as soon as you see Tyrese, you're like, uh-oh. Here we go. Perhaps I should have gotten my money back. But anyway, Agent Simon Stroud. And, um, oh, God, who is his, who is his, uh, who, what the hell is that guy's name? He has, he's, he plays a, like a cop. Oh, Al Madrigal. That's who it is. Uh, Al Madrigal is his partner. They're these cops and they're investigating the whole thing. And, it's in the IMDb. I'm going to go ahead and say it, it, it because it was in commercials. And then it's one of those movies where they, they show you something in the, in the trailer, right? Spoiler alert. And then it's not there anymore though. So yeah, okay. spoiler. I don't care on this one. Actually, Michael Keaton's in this movie. Uh, he was in the actual trailer. Is he? he was in the actual trailer, <laughs> but then it doesn't. Uh, this movie just falls apart, dude. It's not a great movie. I will just say that I think the only reason that I brought this up is I didn't think it was as bad as everyone else 
is saying it is. I honestly think that there is a, a fun little game that podcasters and people on Twitter like to do where they want to they want to be in the conversation about how bad or good something is. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And I, um, I'm sorry, I've beat this horse to death, but let's take licorice pizza, for instance. There's a lot of people, I think, that bring that movie up because it's supposed to, you know, it's, it's Oscar worthy. And I, I love it because of that and only that. And it's, it's just, you know, again, my opinion, but it's a shit movie. Um, I think there are a lot of people that like to get into the conversation and just pile on just for the sake of piling on. And I think that's where Morbius falls. I mean, I've heard people just beat the living shit out of this movie. But I will say when I watched it, I wasn't like this is like if it's that bad, walk the fuck out of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's that bad, just leave because it's you're not getting anything from it. There was no point in the movie where I was like even checking my watch. It goes by pretty quick. It, it kind of drags. But in a way, I think the reason that it feels like it drags is because it's there's like a good movie in there. It should be a good movie in there. You know, like they set it up to where it's like you kind of know where the movie's going. But instead of showing you like, OK, they're going to talk about whatever's supposed to happen in this scene. And then you should see what they are talking about and then see the after effect of what ha- the cause of, you know what I mean, or the effect of what happens. They just yeah. go straight to the effect. They cut out a bunch of shit. This movie is like super choppy. And there's like. I hate sounding cliche, but there's not a lot of character development in this. You know what I mean? It's just you just have to assume a lot of things because this movie is trying to go, even though it kind of drags a little bit, it is trying to go as fast as humanly possible to get you through this movie. Some of the special effects are pretty decent. I, I don't understand some of them. Like there's this thing he does, Steve, where he has the power of flight, right? Mm-hmm. And since he's got like bat like qualities, he has the sonar thing. So his ears will like uh little almost look like excuse me, I had a hiccup. It almost looks like little gills, but they just they're in his ears, you know, so you can you can um tell he's doing like sonar and when he flies that effect is going but for some reason picture like a spidey sense you know you would see like a ripple around him clear ripple. yes it's basically like if he was wearing like an orange jacket it's going to be an orange thing or a per like it the 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 power goes with his clothes for some fucking reason i don't understand what I i don't understand it i don't know um I honestly think that the strong point of this movie is Matt Smith. I was actually surprised. He actually does play quite a good villain and he seems like he's having a great time doing it. And I think Matt Smith's great. I think that he's, but he he tends to fall in that category where he picks these movies where he's just doing the best he can. And I don't think he's actually been given his, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be this new game of Thrones series that comes out or something like that. Doctor who I thought he was fantastic, but since then he just keeps picking these movies in my opinion, where it's like, he's, it's just not the strongest role he could pick. But that said, he's, he's, probably the strongest point of the movie and he's having a good time. I like it when he turns into the, cause he does play the antagonist. So once he takes on the antagonist role, he's ha- he's really entertaining and you kind of want more of that, but they, they just, they take someone like say Jared Harris and they give him shit lines and no true significance in the movie, even though he has like a, a role that he has to play in the movie, they don't focus on that. And that's what I'm getting at when it comes to like character development. Like you just have to assume that he did these things, that kind of stuff. And that's where the movie falls apart. Uh, a lot of people say it's super boring. I, I didn't see that. But that's all I'm really going to say about it. I just didn't. I don't have the hatred for Morbius like a lot of people do. And I would rather watch Morbius than Venom 2 any fucking day of the, of the week. Because that is a terrible shit movie. I would rather watch it over the the, the uh, Fantastic Four. The last Fantastic Four was garbage. Um, I don't know. I mean, quite honestly, there's not that many more. But it's not that bad, in my opinion. But I can't call it a good movie. So I will go ahead and just give it like a two. Maybe even like a fair. (laughs) It might be generous, Steve. Maybe I'm going to go a 1.85. So I'll go. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go 1.85 
biles of vampirism. Um, <laughs> I'm going to wait for this to come out. On yeah, definitely. Video. Don't yeah. go see it in the theater. Yeah. I'm, and then, then I'm going to go see it. Uh, or then I'm going to watch it or, and, and I can think, and then I could do other stuff while I'm whilst this is going to be one of, well, yeah, it's going to be one of those movies, but then you're going to be like, what the fuck did I just miss? Like what, what happened here? That's the only problem with that one. You can treat it like a folding movie or a cooking movie. Uh, if you've been listening long enough, you know what we're talking about, but you're going to get lost if you don't pay attention. I mean, is there <laughs> not that lost, but enough. Yeah, to be like, What's going? <laughs> yeah there's not fine. enough substance there to really feel like you're lost. But you know what I'm saying? You're just going to be like, okay, uh, wait, wait, what? what? What's going on now? But okay, I'm yeah. with you. What else you got? I thought he looked pretty good, too. That's the thing. I thought he looked like I liked the look. I liked the transformation and I liked the look of Morbius. It's just some of the flying stuff look kind of dope, but it just the movie just fell apart. So anyway, that's it. All right. Um, let's talk about one that we both have seen, Steve. And I've, I don't know how far along you are into this, but let's talk about Atlanta season three. Now on I am, FX and also Hulu. I'm all the way caught up. Okay. Hey, easy. Okay. I'm all the way caught up. Okay, good, good. This is a weird show for me, dude, because <laughs> Atlanta started off season one was a. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? It was like a serial type of a show where you're you're there's a cast of characters and you're following them through a plot that goes the course of season one. Fair? Mm-hmm. Would you say that's fair? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Second season. I don't know if this is Donald Glover's doing and he just wanted to get a little more artsy fartsy with it or not. But it, and I know he does not like this comparison, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. It kind of turns into and, and by the way, it's better than what I'm about to say. But it kind of has that same feeling of like, say, Dave season two, where it's just like. You know, you were you were expecting something and suddenly you're getting like these one off stories. But the thing with this season, two is that it has the cast in it for all of these one off one off stories, more or less. They're all there, more or less. Mm-hmm. And then we get to season three. And I'm not entirely sure what the fuck's going on with that with Atlanta season. I have no I'm idea. not saying it's bad, but I don't know what the hell they're doing with this. Because it's like they're in Europe and apparently on tour, Paperboy's on tour, and you have the whole crew with them. And Ern and uh I forget his, I forget uh Zazie Beats' character's name, but they're not together anymore. She's actually, I think she has a kid with someone else now or something like that. So some time has passed. But you and you'll see them like every other episode doing weird things, you know, like getting these little weird situations. But then like the then there's another episode and and you don't see them whatsoever. So, I mean, Steve, can you shed some light on this for me? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just confused. I don't I think it's all bottle episodes like they all happen. There's some that's going to be linking. There's some that's just going to be self-contained. There's some going to be, there's just going to be going back and forth. And this is, I mean, I, I guess everyone is so busy now or something. I don't know how this is working, but I think at this point, I mean, we had some amazing seasons of Atlanta. This is going to be a hit or miss for me. Some of the ones I like, a few of them are just, they're not bad, but they're just normal shows now. Now, it's not going to be like uh, groundbreaking for me anymore. They're not like, Teddy okay. Perkins. No, they're just like, okay, they're decent episodes. That's good. It's its not uh, like I could see myself accidentally forgetting a week to watch it. For sure. Whereas before, that wouldn't happen. I'd be like, oh, I got to see what's. So it's fine. You know, I think it's just, I, you could tell they're ready to wrap it up. Even though they have a season four coming, though. 
Do they have another season, season coming? Season four is coming. Yeah, I think it's coming in fall. At the fall. Sorry, I think it is coming this fall. Is what I'm trying to say. And then that's it. Oh, dude, they're wrapped. They're ready, dude. I feel I like they're over it. All of them are. Re- oh, they all are because all of them are so. They've all I mean, gotten Homeboy's- extremely successful since exactly. Atlanta. Dude was just in a freaking Marvel movie. Yeah. You know, so it's like okay, well, I mean, yeah. Granted, it's the Eternals, but still, Oy. that was. But rough. I mean, Lakeith has taken off. He has. He was fantastic in. Um, oh God, now I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 Harder they fall. He was so good. Yeah. And he had a he had that romantic comedy. Uh, I forgot what it's called. The romantic comedy with Issa Rae that was fantastic. Oh, I saw that. and I don't remember the name. I'm so bad these days with that. That was a good movie, man. Yeah. I mean, he, he's just a good. He's a leading man. He doesn't just do this guy. He's he could also do other stuff. And then your boy, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Gee, did you see that he interviewed himself? No, god damn it. But I'm not surprised. <laughs> he was on a magazine and he interviewed himself. He would. I see your point with him. <laughs> you know, we were just watching uh, my niece had never seen um Community. So mm-hmm. she stumbled upon community and we were sitting there laughing and everything. And I'm like, this isn't the same guy. No, I don't have the hatred for him that you do, but he's not the same guy. I just, he's a, I'd like to, you've heard me say this before. He's a gentleman that likes to smell his own farts. For sure. For sure. For sh- I mean, oh dude. And there, there'll be like, he's the type that's just like when he walks in and everybody's having a good time, you're going to be like, I hear this guy. Who knows who's coming into the room right now? It could be normal him or weirdo him. It could be don't look me in the eye him or exactly. Yeah. He's very pretentious for sure. So I, I, I I just think that uh, when there is pretentiousness in the show, I know that I'm not looking too deep into it. I'm like, it's written by a pretentious person. Yeah, You know where it's coming from. For sure. He thinks he's deeper than anyone else. He got real mad that people were, or he didn't like people were comparing it to Dave. I mean, but I don't know. I mean, I can't necessarily disagree with that. Not him. I'm talking about it's comparable to Dave. I really feel that way. I don't know why he thinks it's not. Because he doesn't want to be compared. He basically said it had something to do with like uh, little Dicky just kind of emulates the hip hop thing. It's not really in him. You know what I'm saying? And it's, but it's and it in should you, be, It should though. be more the, the, the show, I'm paraphrasing, but it's something to the effect of the show, Dave, should be more about how successful he actually is in you know relation to his, his peers who look down on him and mock him and things like that because of jealousy or envy or whatever because he's privileged. That's what he was saying. I don't necessarily um, agree with that. I think he just didn't like being compared to Dave because, you know, he's childish Gambino and he's been around for so long. And Dave came out and did a pretty impressive show. I mean, whether you like season two or not, a lot of people did. And, I, and it got attention. And I'm thinking he's maybe just not happy with that extra attention. I mean, dude, I, I he's unbearable to me. I know. Who's worse? He is. You know who? Jared Leto or him? Uh, Jared Leto. Oh, <laughs> Jared Leto, Aquafina or Donald Glover. <laughs> I mean, I have to go. You gotta push one of them off a cliff. I have to go. The thing is, I think Aquafina's worse only because at least the other two add something. Like, there's movies where I'm just like, okay, Jared Leto, what are you gonna like? That movie with Denzel and Rami Malik, he did a fine job. I can say that. There is no movie I can say that about Aquafina. 
Okay. I that's just fair. can't. That's fair. Yeah. So that's I'm cool. going Aquafina. Uh, I will say one thing about Atlanta before we move along. Uh, the first episode was called Three Slaps. Uh, mm-hmm. It debuted on March 24th. And um, that shit blew me away, dude. And I had no idea. Maybe you should be the one to talk about that one real quickly, if you don't mind, because you know the story behind that. Yeah. I was just watching something unfold on screen. I had no familiarity with the story. It's downright bothersome, this episode. Yes. It's brilliant, but it's bothersome. It makes you wish that the episode actually happened. Like the kid got away. Yeah. And all the kids got away. But no, she just, they killed all of them. When did this happen? A few years back, I don't know what year, I don't know when it happened, but I remember it was on the news. Not really on the news that much. People start writing articles about it and like, you do know that this happened. And you're like, Jesus. And it was it was one of the kids that had that famous uh, hug with the police officer. And yeah, he was just one of the kids that got driven off the cliff. They couldn't find the bodies for a long time. That was crazy. These kids are adopted by, I mean, what would you call them? psychos psychos yes psychos for sure but like i mean they're not a cult because it was just the two of them it's just yeah just two psycho people that two psychopaths yeah thought they needed to rid the world for whatever fucking i mean it's it's wild but it's a great episode crazy show yeah and and i think (laughs) i i but i say ultimately at the end of the episode i don't know what i was supposed to get from it though See, that's what I'm getting at with this Atlanta thing. Like, why? Don't get me wrong. It was a quality episode, but why yeah, is it tacked onto Atlanta? I don't get it. And then he wakes up and it was a dream. I'm like, but why? Because so he could show up and be like, hey, it's Atlanta. I it's guess. been a couple years since you've seen me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. And it was, and then that's the thing. Was he dreaming it? I mean, obviously. He was happened. dreaming it. No, no, but no. But why? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Is it going to come back later on? I don't that's know with this show. It's a very confusing path that this show has taken and i can't say it's bad or anything it's just i'm just confused by season three of atlanta i mean i was confused about season two but i really enjoyed it this is a completely different type of confusion i don't know what the fuck is happening on this season i agree i agree so um one thing else uh the last episode the big payback that was an interesting (laughs) it's interesting the, the narrations that they're putting out there yes it's very very interesting i don't know here's the thing if anyone else wrote wrote this show, I would say, oh, this is interesting. But considering who it's coming from, ever so often there'll be something that's in the episode. I'm like, oh, what did he mean by that? Yeah. Like, I have to rethink it. I'm like, what does he, why, what, what does he mean? Like, doing the whole calling one of them Shaniqua. I was like, why, though? Right. Like, Why? If it was someone else that was trying to make a smarter commentary, I would think I'd be like, okay, for Donald Glover, man, especially after that interview where he interviewed himself and then talked about black women interviewed to himself. I'm like, okay, I don't know what he means then. I don't know. Do you think that, uh, because that caught my eye too, or my ear when the characters named Shaniqua, which is, if you didn't know, is about as like. Like a stereotype. So stereo. It's the most stereotypical black name that you could give. One of like, why did he do that? So I'm wondering if because you know the to me like his narrative is definitely the privilege. There's definitely a lot of white privilege going on in this show, from his eye, his yeah. That's how I took it anyway. Yeah. So it made me kind of think like, oh, he used Shaniqua because he thinks that that particular demographic of white people 
would throw that name out there. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and I'm going to be honest, like as much as I fucking hate to admit it, I've heard people say that shit in my real life. Oh yeah. Shaniqua. It's like, okay, you fucking racist, but you know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking he did that in a way to kind of like throw some shade. Oh, maybe. But then, the, then why even have it that on the radio, they're just like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And I can't wait to, I'm like, what are we doing? I don't know. But that is, isn't that a crazy <laughs> scenario? Like, do you think that is nuts? Like, well, I think Look in, out, Cali- <laughs> in California, they're definitely uh, they're figuring out how they, they've already said they're like, hey, reparations are going to go to direct descendants from slaves. Yeah. So you have to be directly descended. And I know Portia did her blood work. I haven't done mine. Uh huh. And I know she's from Nigeria. And I was like, I don't know where I'm from. And I just, I guess I got to find that out just out of curiosity. You know, it's very interesting too, because my kids both got the ancestry, excuse me, ancestry.com thing. And, you know, you'd think they'd kind of come from the same spot, right? Like, (laughs) it's, it's just weird how that works out. Like, um, I think my daughter had more Irish in her, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Then my son did. I don't know. It's just, it's because it lists off like a hundred different things. You know what I mean? Uh, but she's actually more Mexican than my son on there too. I don't oh, understand really? how that all works, how it all chops up, but very interesting. How's that? I'm more work? Spanish than Mexican. Really? Yeah. 1% uh 1% comes from Congo. <laughs> uh I have Basque in me, which is Basque? interesting because I mean, if you've seen me and I think I can say this cuz I've heard it enough, I'm not saying, trust me, it's not like I'm, I'm saying I'm good looking. I have a unique look. That's no one knows what the fuck I am is what I'm trying to say. They're always trying to guess. A lot of times Asian comes up for some reason. I don't know why that is, but I've heard Basque several times. I'm like, I don't even know what that looks like. And it's funny that I actually have some Basque in me. So who did you go through? Uh, Ancestry.com. I'm sorry. I'm just going to call it. My wife flashed me as I was talking right now. (laughs) Thanks, babe. Perv. You're looking out. <laughs> Steve, I just Perv. saw some takes. But anyway, um, I think, <laughs> yeah, Ancestry.com is the one I did. You spit in a little vial, you send it off to who knows where, and then they tell you where you're from and then what kind of traits you have. Uh, my daughter, she uh, has this gene. I have it too, and I can't remember exactly what it's called. But in class, she had this coffee class where you're learning how to like roast beans and taste them and the science of it. You know what I mean? And yes. she, out of all of her class... She got elected a, as a super taster because she has a high sensitivity to like bitterness and things like that. And she can apparently that that works really well with what they were trying to do. But there's this high sensitivity to bitterness. And she actually there's a trait like that on there. And we all have it. And that makes me wonder. It's like you're like you're hypersensitive to different senses and th- or different smells and tastes and, fl- you know, flavors. Sorry, I'm babbling. But I am that guy that I'm constantly driving Gail crazy. because I'm like, You smell that? Do you smell? I'm constantly smelling some shit. And I don't know where it's coming from. So it's just weird. There's some truth to this stuff. Hello? Mm. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm looking up where I'm going to send mine. I go Ancestry.com, dude. Yeah. Although, you know what? I, I shouldn't say that because I didn't pay for it. It was a gift, and I have not researched these at all. But that's what I hmm. have. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm very curious as to what. I, I have a feeling I'm going to be like the most boring. You came from Sacramento. But like, of course I did. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you came from 151st street in lodi exactly They're like here you go I'm like all right check it out dude. i'll tell you what i have right now my this is my right, eth- ethnicity estimate 
Okay. Indigenous Americas, Mexico, Chihuahua, Durango, uh, Zacatecas, Sonora, Mexico, and southwestern Arizona, 39%. Uh, so I was wrong. I'm actually more Mexican than I am Spanish. Uh, Spanish, 25%. 14% Portugal. 6% Basque. 5% Southern Italia. Southern uh, Italia. Hey! Oh. Hey, fuck you. That's where I get that from. Uh, indigenous <laughs> Americas, Colombia, and Venezuela, 4%. Northern Africa, 2%. Cameroon, Congo, and Western Bantu peoples, 2%. Ireland, 2%. And Indigenous America's North, 1%. Or take that as you know, what you will. That's me. And how long did it take it to get there? Heinz, 57. Uh, probably like a month. Oh, it takes a while for But I also back. did it right after Christmas. And apparently this is a, uh, a lot of people like to give this for Christmas. My mom is what she, she gave me it for Christmas. Yeah, because I was I was really nervous about it. like I don't want my DNA on file and on a podcast. They're like, if one of your family members have already done it, your DNA is on file <laughs> because your family already did it. Right. So still it. You're fine. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out. Um, I'm gonna figure out where I'm coming from, man. And hopefully, it's like an amazing place of like you are from the tribe. You are the you are the heir to the throne. You're from Hanford, like, <laughs> like oh Jesus like Christ. <laughs> Hopefully I'm an heir to somewhere. Like they'll be like, we've been looking for you for all this time. You're going to be Here like uh, coming to America. Yes. I'm going to come back and be like, yeah, but like now just grab that feather from the lion. Oh man. That would be the best fish out of water story. <laughs> hey, Jeff, are you listening? Get that pen out, dude. Let's write this. <laughs> King Steve. I'll be like, where's the good soap for my contacts real quick. Your your personal butler would be like, I do not understand when you say these words instead of cuss words. What is what is O'Sniff? <laughs> Shoot, I could not. I could not. I'd be like, first I'd be like, hey, you want to take the crown? I'd say, let me visit first. See what we're looking at. What is the Wi-Fi capability? I'd like to where dip my toe in the water before I yeah. jump in the pool. Are we talking uh, high speed Wi-Fi? Can I watch House? You love you some House, don't you, dude? House is a good show, it man. Is. You didn't? You, 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 did you? You watched all I watched of them, enough. right? No, no, I just watched enough to know it's a good show. Oh, Dan, that means okay. Well, anyway, what's next? Uh, let's see. I'll talk about one that you did not see, and again, right. another quick one because I got to be honest with you. I have been saving. What am I trying to say? I have not watched this series yet because I'm in the trying to finish up Attack on Titan. But now that Attack on Titan said, hey, you know what? You got to wait till 2023 to finish up the story. I'm going to move into this next. And what I'm talking about is Jujutsu Kaisen. So okay. I actually saw Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, twice in a week. Damn. I saw it uh, dubbed because my daughter wanted to see it before she went out back to school. And then I felt bad because my niece wasn't around. So I took her the following Thursday and I saw it in the uh, wait subbed with with Sarah and dubbed yes. with my niece, Kaylin. Okay. Uh, I like the dubbed better, better. I just follow along and I was kind of, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just dumb, but I kind of fall asleep with the subtitles. So I was kind of nodding off a little bit. That's not to say yeah. that it's bad because when I watched no. the dubbed version, it was very entertaining, but you, I think you're going to get more out of this naturally if you if you're familiar with the show, but um, okay. Here's the plot. Uh, Yuta Okotsu, a high schooler who gains control of an extremely powerful cursed spirit and gets enrolled in the Tokyo Prefectural Jujutsu High School by Jujutsu Sorcerers to help him control his power and keep an eye on him. Do you follow this at all, Steve? Have you watched no, Jujutsu Kaisen? No, I do not. not it's even. pretty fucking cool, man. I got to admit. I've only seen a couple of episodes, but it's, yeah, it's this high school and the students are basically sorcerers. It's taught by these sorcerers who... 
uh, basically it works where the um, there's like these curses and these curses come from like bad emotions and stuff like that. And they can like make people disappear. They can kill a bunch of people, uh, all this kind of shit. So it's these sorcerers who are trained to battle these curses is really what it comes down to. Uh, it's probably not the best explanation. And I'm sure someone could explain Jujutsu Kaisen way better. But again, I'm not into this show just yet. And now I'm going to start it. But I did want to take them to see that. And it's really cool. Basically, it's a prequel. And it talks about this kid, Yudo Okotsu. And I believe he's going to be showing up in season. I think they're on season two now. He's going to be coming into into the next season. I'll just say that. I I don't even know if it's a season one or season two situation, but he's going to be showing up. There is one episode that I saw where they're all sitting around these characters and they're they're introducing the characters that happen to be in this movie as well because they're longstanding. But they go, oh, and there's one more. He's off on a mission right now. And I believe that's who they're talking about on this one. I think we're getting the story of Yudo Kotsu and then they're going to place him into the new series, the new season. And then they're going to go from there. Very entertaining. Uh, The art's pretty cool. It's it's um, it's not the like when I think of like a badass anime art now. And again, I'm just getting I'm new at this shit. Okay, so I, I have a little bit of a complex when I feel like I'm talking about something I don't know that much about. But from what I've seen so far, the best anime, like as far as the animation goes that I've seen again, just my personal preference is Demon Slayer. That shit looks dope. Like it's just that's in a world class of its own. Um this is a lesser animation style, but it's really cool. And it's uh, it's just a great story. It's funny. And I, I think you would be into this, Steve. I think you should check it out. Awesome, dude. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of talking out of my ass a little bit, guys, because I'm just not that familiar with the season or the series rather. But I thoroughly enjoyed this and you should check it out if you're into anime. Uh, I don't even know where this falls with the anime lovers, but I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And it looks like there was a, it's very popular and there's a lot of people in the theater. So peep it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give that one. Uh, I'll give it like three out of five curses. That'll work. Yeah, it'll work. But check it out. Seriously, it's, I think it's going to be coming to like Crunchyroll pretty soon. I don't imagine that they're going to keep it in the theater much longer and you'll be able to check it. Do you have Crunchyroll? I do not have Crunchyroll. Well, I know a guy, Steve. I know a guy. Okay. Well, that's fair. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the one that uh, we both watched and then I'll cap it with one more and then we're done. How's that? Let's do it. All right. So you take the reins, sir. Cursed Films, season two. Only one episode from what I understand, right? Oh, did you already watch it? You didn't watch it? No, I didn't know that you watched it too. Well, when you say you watch something, I watch something because then we talk about it on a podcast. Well, look at you. Look at this guy. So you okay, lied to so, me, Steve. No, I did watch it. Oh, you did? Okay, great. Never oh, mind. yeah, yeah. Take it back. Love you, man. So I used to watch, I used to listen to the pod, as you guys know, I listened to a podcast um, called Film Junk. And uh, one of the people's names was Jay Chill on the po- uh, podcast. He always talked about making movies. And sure enough. He started, he made a movie, uh, a show called Curse Films. And uh, the first season was really good. Second season, so far, um, it's talking about, you know, you know, cursed. People think, oh, man, a poltergeist. A lot of people died on the set or whatever. And it kind of mixes in the lore with the reality of what actually happened on the set. This first episode of season two was about the Wizard of Oz. Um, I liked the episode, but I already knew all this stuff. Yeah. The only too. thing I did not know is that... Uh, the, the I did not know that the broom exploded. <laughs> That's the one that I was just like, oh, really? That was, and I also, that was crazy. It was crazy and sad, but entertaining at the same time. It was way, I was like, wow. Also, you could tell they gave him a little bit more money because I really like these like mock-ups they did. Little dramatizations. The, yeah, I was like, these look really good, dude. This is crazy. And then that, 
Um, one little spin they put on it that I did not know is the fact that they had to wipe off that green paint from the burn. I said, oh, oh yeah. that is brutal, dude. dude. That is brutal, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. but what do you think about the hanging? Do you think that there was really a hanging okay. uh, little person? No, I don't. Okay. Because, I mean, <laughs> you saw the shot, right? I did see so the shot. So clearly everyone's behind that camera. Yes. How the fuck can you not see a a, a, a a munchkin hanging from a tree plain as day like they're showing it? Like, I, I know mean, that they did one where it was like a doctored version. Apparently there's something online where someone went in and like yeah, doctored where you see said, someone yeah. swinging. Yes. Uh, I have seen both versions where you see like a blur and then I've seen the one with the bird too. I ha- And I didn't even realize that until years ago. But um, no, I, I really don't think that's the case because it's, how does it's a film crew, Steve? How can no like no one notices that? <laughs> Come on, man. Part of me wants to believe it. Part of me, uh, most of me knows it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You want to believe it. It's it's a because re- especially since all the little people are like, we knew everybody. Yeah. No one killed themselves. It's fine. You know, the, and uh, I tend to believe that the uh, little people were having orgies in their hotel rooms more than I believe that hanging story. Dude, for real. It was, I mean, the, I will say that the, of, of all the episodes I've watched, this is the most tame where it's just like, Super yeah, tame. it was a normal film set. Now, I felt horrible for Judy Garland. Yeah, man, that is horrible, a really sad dude. story. This poor that girl. That is a terrible story. Yeah, beautiful dude. girl. She was beautiful when she was a kid. And, Absolutely. And then they, but then they showed how, she, like, they, they put it, basically what it was is that, if you weren't familiar with this, we weren't really conscious of, like, what happens when you do a bunch of drugs? <laughs> like, there wasn't a, there wasn't a no. lot of drug attention back in the day. That's why they put cocaine in Coca-Cola. They didn't know what the fuck Coca-Cola. they were doing. Yeah. But, so what they would do for this young girl... Judy Garland, they wanted to keep her peppy. So she'd start like, you know, she's tired. She's been acting all day. She's a kid. So they got this, the, the set doctor to prescribe uppers for her. Jesus. And then when she couldn't sleep, they prescribed downers for her. And the rest is history. She just became a pill addict. So sad. And as they're telling this story, they put up a very flattering picture of Judy Garland. She was a, she was a beautiful girl. And then they show what happened afterwards. And she's just all haggard. And it's, it's dude, just, I thought she died at 60. How old was she? 47? Wow. I didn't 44? catch that part, but that's crazy because she she looked so bad. She looked, I mean, it was in the, the part where they were talking about how she kept on laughing, so the director just slapped her. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? And then the guy that commented on it was like, was it bad? Sure. But what are you going to do? You need the film to keep going. I was like, okay, don't hire him for anything. Yeah, I'm like, who is this cat? He's <laughs> lost a bunch of jobs. You know, sometimes the women get a little slap, you know? They get crazy. They get rambunctious. You slap the shit out of them. You get them back in the game. <laughs> he was totally fine with it. And you he can was tell real. he's like, yeah, for oh, sure. No he's question. old school as fuck. You know he slapped somebody before. No question. He's like, what are you going to do? Give her a dressing room and let her cry out her needs, right? <laughs> no, you slap. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Dude. I often find in situations where someone <laughs> needs to take a few moments to grasp themselves and recollect, if you will, it's often better to just punch them in the face. Yes. I mean, what are you going to do? Let her have a good time on set? She was laughing for Christ's sake. <laughs> what are we, a bunch of assholes over here? <laughs> what, do you find me funny? Am I funny? <laughs> why, why do you turn into a mobster? <laughs> I don't know why. I know. That's my fault, I think. But who slaps? I don't know, man. A 13-year-old, a 15-year-old girl, dude. You know what? Pretty much everybody in the 1950s, apparently. Quiet, you. 
no, you John. Ain't you know, and I'm I'm worried <laughs> Even though that, that was one of the. I'm worried that that's one of the tamer stories about what really happened. To oh, that poor dude. Girl. I mean, think about the shit that we're hearing now. I mean, let's, let's just put old Weinstein back into this into the mix here. How many Weinsteins were there back in the day oh, that just didn't dude. get caught because we didn't dude. have social media? We didn't have all these things where people could connect and go, you too? See, I mean, for sure, bro. Yeah, man. Casting couches. Oh, poor thing. All of that shit. It's, it was, yeah, it's fucked up. Hollywood was super fucked and still is super, super, super fucked up. Um, the one thing, though, it was entertaining, but it was fucked up. It was when the woman that played the Wicked Witch uh, if you guys haven't seen this and you have seen the wizard of Oz, there's a scene where she's on the, the yellow brick road and she disappears. So you get this like red smoke and then a big flame. And what happens is on the set, what's supposed to happen is there's a, like in concerts, like a platform drops out and she falls underneath the stage. And then we have the big fire. But what ended up happening was someone hit that shit early and like James Hetfielded her. <laughs> so she caught on fire. Her broom caught on fire. Her hat caught on fire and for a quick second, Steve, getting back to those dramatizations, I was like, oh, shit, did they capture? Oh, wait, never mind. That's not. That's good. what I thought. It was that good. Like the fall was the way they shot. It looked really eerie. Yeah, they did this Perf- dramatization. Like, where Jesus. It, it looks like it could be real. I'm being honest with you, but it's for not. sure. Uh, but so they rolled her around, put her out. And she ended up, I think, with uh, I want to say it was like third degree burns on her arms or it, it fucked her up. And they kept her off the set for a while. And. So she heals up, right? Enough to come back to the set. And these, getting back to how shitty Hollywood was, these fucking guys go, okay, what are we going to do next? So we got this rocket we want you to see. <laughs> dude. This flamethrower or whatever it was has to do with her broom. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. You're crazy. I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to. Like, okay, fine, fine. So they get her, her stunt double to do this, right? Now, let's just say she did decide to do this. The day coming back from being burned severely. The fucking thing explodes on this on the stunt Dude. double. So that would have been a really tough couple of days for her, man. Dude. And and let's see, here's the sad part about the witch. Or the woman who played the witch. When they first put up the witch saying, Hey, we want her to be pretty, she's like, Well, I'm not gonna make it. Yeah. And they're like, nah, we want an ugly witch. She's like, I'm in. I said, That's so sad. Who's ugly around here? Hey, you. Thank you. How sad is that, man? It was Hollywood's just a bad, it was up, a dude. sad story. These are cursed films, not just for the lore of ghosts on the set. It's sad just listening to the stories. And you're like, Jesus, we were, it used to be a monstrosity on those film sets. And uh, yeah, I mean, dude. And then Homeboy, you know, getting his skin jacked up because of the Tin Man oil oh, yeah, or whatever. The guy, what's his name? The guy that played, uh, he ended up playing Jed. Clamping on Beverly Hills. Yeah, uh, what was the name? Be- Bo- I'm terrible with the with the old actor names, but uh, yeah, he was supposed to be the Tin Man, and they put this weird aluminum powder on him to make him shiny, and all the dust and everything is like just blowing around. So this poor guy is like inhaling this shit for apparently days on end. Buddy Epson. Buddy that's Epson. It. Yeah. Buddy Epson. That's right. He's a, Buddy Epson's apparently inhaling this. This uh, yep. was, it, was it aluminum? It was aluminum powder or something like that, right? Yeah, and he said, "Oh, I had, cha- you know, throat issues for the rest of his life." Well, who knows if it's really about that? I'm like, you don't think it is yeah. really? Because yeah. they definitely did the MythBusters. We still don't know what happened to that lady. They showed them testing the myth, but then she, they're like, "Oh, she started getting lightheaded." Yeah, what happened? What, what, I want to know the rest of that episode. Was it? Did she get sick? I don't know. They just stopped it. Yeah. I'm like, I want to know that. But yeah, this is just a, 
it was a, I'm glad that they did Wizard of Oz. I have a feeling, I'm wondering how many movies have like lore. And I'm sure that there's more than I could even imagine. Sure, but it did make me wonder, if you're starting off with Wizard of Oz, how much more tame is it going to get this season? I think it's going to get worse. Oh, hopefully. I'm hoping that's the case. I think it's going to, I mean, if you stay in that era of movies, I'm sure terrible things happen to a lot of people on a lot of those sets. Well, to put my opinions into perspective, I'm referring back to season one, episode five, which we watched immediately oh, after. Oh, Jesus. Because Gail was like, oh, that was really entertaining. Are there more of these? And I'm like, yeah, let's just cut to the chase. <laughs> so this You're one. talking about the I Twilight want, Zone? The Twilight Zone, yeah. Uh, I can't believe they. Sh- yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I said. Because she likes to watch TV and look at her phone. Uh-huh. She has this game she plays or this like painting app that she has on her phone. Yeah. So that's how she watches TV. It's up, down, up, down. And she's watching and her phone and the television. And I said, look, hear what they're talking about right now. I said, I just need you to put your phone down for a second and pay very close attention to what you're about to see. And she gasped in horror because, you, <laughs> I mean, yo. So did I, dude. I did the whole gif where you put your hand on your heart. Yeah. You literally, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little forewarning on this. Yes. So it's going to go out to the morbidly curious as well as the people that are kind of squeamish that probably won't watch this anyway. You literally see three people get cut in half and the top halves go flying. Yep. Very everywhere. quickly, uh-huh. very quickly and not, um, not close up, but it's, it's there. It's there. And it's like Jay Chill said, oh, you thought, huh? You th- you're watching cursed films on Shudder, ladies and gentlemen. We're going all the way. Yeah. And they sure enough did. Yeah. And, and the fact that Landis just got away with it, it's, it's pretty well, awe-striking. I mean, he's, he's gross, dude. He turns just out he a is. a gross human being. Like, like, if you don't know a lot about John Landis, and when you see him, like, okay, I'm, I'm talking about me personally. When I would see him, he's always a very smiley, energetic guy. Yeah, he's and so it nice. Makes, and it makes him appear super likable. And perhaps he is. But he's got a really fucking dark side. And yeah, I, I remember Eddie Murphy having to check him and being like, don't just remember who I am. You know, I can get you fired tomorrow. Now, he went on to do Thriller, right? Yes. Now, how's that for uh, punishing someone that should be punished? <laughs> you know Seriously. I mean? Listen, you know how you're responsible for these three kids, two of them that were or these three people, but two kids that were actually not licensed to be acting in a movie after hours. You know that whole situation where they got cut in half by a fucking helicopter? Hey, Dude. that's bad, man. But tell you what, Michael Jackson's got this video. How would you like to direct it? It's a weird... I, I think people can just fail upward. You can just keep failing upward. You know what? Now that I think about it, what came first? Thriller uh, or Twilight? Thriller. Thriller, thriller came first. Okay, that yeah. makes more sense. No, because he still went on to do big movies. I know, but but... I don't know. I, I guess I had it in my head like it happened immediately after. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, wait, maybe Thriller actually did come first. Because, I mean, him and, like, Eddie didn't like him. Which he just role? didn't I'm, like I'm him. I'm forgetting. What did he do? Is it? Uh, uh, he did uh, Beverly Hills, I think. Was it he Beverly did, Hills, Scott? Uh, I'm about to see right now. It says, because they clashed their way through trading places and coming to America. Oh, okay. And the, the good thing is Eddie Murphy always knew. Eddie Murphy was always like, Dude, I can get you fired tomorrow. Watch how you're saying my name. But that was at the height of Eddie Murphy. Right. Eddie Murphy ran, and John Landon still thought he was like, and Eddie Murphy was like, dude, just remember, I say the word to the, to the company and you're gone. I could have a million people doing this job. 
And, you know, John Landis thought he was, that's why he still talks bad about it. No, is John, is John Landis still alive? I believe so. Jesus, dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. And they took Michael. Hey, <laughs> speaking of Eddie Murphy, did you hear his next role? What? He's going to be playing George Clinton. What? That's what I read. You know me, though. I'm gullible as fuck, but I definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely kind of are. I am sometimes. Up. I admit it. I, I tend to go right off the cuff when I read something, but no, I've read this several times, actually. He's, uh, he's up for uh, doing George Clinton. Really? I can see it. I think he could do it. I can't. I think he could do it, dude. I mean, <laughs> he wouldn't be I'm not saying it's going to be like, oh my God, I didn't realize that was George Clinton. That's clearly, Eddie. I mean, Eddie Murphy, you're always going to know it's Eddie Murphy, but I think he's got the chops to pull it off. He I can't. Mean, he I mean, after the, watching uh, Dolomite, yes. Dolomite, he did a fantastic Dolomite job. is My Name is a fantastic movie. So, so I think he, he could. Did. Yeah, he could do it. I mean, Eddie Murphy can act, but I would like him just to do more, even though he just did a comedy. I, I just love him doing comedy, man. He's so good. I want to do, uh, I want him to do party all the time. Part two. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, well, he can't have Rick James do it. So who does it? I don't know, Bruno Mars. Hey, real quick before we go, man, I'm going to yeah. talk about one more thing. Let's do it. I'm not sure if you'll dig this movie, Steve, but I enjoyed it. And it's, I enjoyed it on the, on the, uh, in the most like simplistic form. This is a movie that just dropped on Netflix. I was actually looking forward to it. It's just one of those. How do you put it, Steve? It's it's a, it's a it's more than fine. It's just a movie that's it's like a feel good movie. It's not going to change your life. It's not going to do anything. If you like a good soundtrack and you like some good metal, you should check this out. I'm talking about Metal Lords. that just debuted on Netflix. Uh, have you heard about this one before I go on? I have not. Two friends try to form a heavy metal band with a cellist for a battle of the bands. It's a high school hey. movie. You know, it's. It's very formulaic, but it's entertaining, man. It stars Jaden Martell, who um, he was in It. He plays Kevin. And there's this guy named Adrian Greensmith, who kind of steals the show. He's uh, cheesy in all sense of the, of the phrase and just trying way too hard to be metal. But he's like, those are like the two main people. And then, of course, there's uh, Isis Hainsworth, who plays Emily, and she's the cellist in this. And it's, that's exactly it. It's about these, these misfit kids that uh, this one guy, Hunter, he has this dream. He wants this metal band. He wants, uh, they're called Skullfucker. <laughs> and he wants to form this high school metal band called Skullfucker. And he takes it so serious. But he's also, and I have been in situations like this before, where you spend more time in the garage um, mapping out your success. As opposed to like actually making music, you're just talking about how you got. Of course, you got to fit the 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 stereotype. You have to have yes. A, B, and C because that's fucking metal, and this isn't metal. Yes. You know, he's that guy, but it works really well in this movie. And Jay, uh, Kevin or Jaden Martell, he plays this kid that hardly has any friends. He's he's invisible. He plays in the marching band. He is a snare drummer, but literally a snare drummer. Well, this guy's like, hey, you should play with me. And he finds out quickly, like, he doesn't even know how to play. It's just he plays a snare drum. He doesn't play metal. It's a completely different style. And uh, but they, you know, they get along and shit starts to work out. You can watch the movie. There's a little bit of a romance involved. But uh, Kevin wants to get Emily, who he saw. She was in the marching band and she loses her shit on the field. You can watch and see why. But she loses her shit on the on the marching band instructor and it gets his attention. Like, Oh, that's kind of metal. And a little romance happens and everything like that. So it's like this cute little story. But I got to tell you, the soundtrack's fucking phenomenal. 
Like, there's just great bands in this, man. There's like Mastodon and Judas Priest and Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Metallica, Slayer, all kinds of shit. It's really good. And the way that they use it, it, it really works. You know what I mean? It just works for, for the movie and the scenes that they're doing. And I had a lot of fun with this one and I would recommend you guys watch it, but it's just, it's all about a feel good movie. It's, it's not going to change your life. I don't know if I'll remember Metal Lords at the end of the year when we're doing our lineup for the noisies and all of that. But I had fun watching this one, and I think I had even more fun just because of the great songs that they play. But then they fuck around at the end, and they end up, they end up doing the talent show, and they kill it. They fucking kill it with this great song. I can't remember what the name of the song was called, but I'm like, I fucking like this. It's actually really good. The only thing about this movie is they're the best high school metal band that never practice. Like they never, pra- you never see them practice. I don't know if they're actually ever practice they just all seem to get up on stage you know those situations in movies where everyone knows the song <laughs> like that kind absolutely that's one of those things so you can't really be thinking too hard when you're watching this movie and picking it apart or else you're just not going to enjoy yourself but if you just want to watch a cool high school kind of you know i use generic in a way that's i don't mean it to be insulting but there's a formula to this and if you like those kind of movies the netflix high school movies that have a little bit of romance involved it's good and it's very entertaining and that's called metal lords and you should check it out i will rate metal lords i'm going to go ahead and give uh let's see Two and a half out of five metal horns. Sounds good, man. Check it out, dude. I think you'll like it. Even though you're not a metal guy, I think you'll. This is, seems like a movie that you'll enjoy. I'm in with bells on. Are you in like Flynn? In like Flynn. It's funny that you just got in, but it's time for us to get out. You know what I mean? Dude, let me tell you something. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hearing us talk for today for, well, a few hours in your ears. But all you Patreoners knows what's up. I love you guys so very much. And let me ask you something. Are you going to let... Your shot go by without taking it. I don't think I am anymore. I love y'all. Peace. I certainly am not throwing away my shot. You guys, again, we talked about Hamilton and our experience watching this live last night on Patreon. Uh, I love Steve's reaction for this. I'm not going to say anything more about it, but I just loved how you uh, process this one, Steve, and what you thought. So if you're interested, we do have a Patreon page. Come and check us out starting next month. It's just going to be, we had all these tiers and I think it's just, it's just too much. So we are going to go to $6 a month, which is pretty much standard for a lot of podcasts. And that's what we're going to be doing. One tier, one tier only. Uh, maybe some people will leave. Maybe some won't. I don't know, but please, we, we implore you to join us and have some fun over on Patreon. My name is Dan Ramirez. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to Heroes of Noise, episode 187. We'll be back next week. And I know the one thing that I really do plan on talking about because I'm about to go see this bitch is everything everywhere all at once i'm so excited about talking about this movie i haven't even seen it i don't know what to expect but everyone seems to love it so i'm very very excited about going to the theater in just a few short hours i'm babbling guys have a great week be good to yourselves be good to the people around you peace (laughs) 